think so. Hello. I think Is anybody so. listening? We're live. Are you live? We're live. All right, guys. Welcome we to the, <laughs> the next episode of Missouri Rhino Watch. This is episode number six, uh, and we are super excited to be here. We have a phenomenal guest. We have a, we have a show. I'm, I'm probably, I'm already the proudest of this show than any other show that we've done because this has the most importance um, that we've ever brought to the table because it's about our children, it's about our futures, about their innocence. Um, and it's something that I am super excited to have Mr. Andy Wells here. Uh, he is going to take us through all the hard things that we have to talk about that's going on in the schools in order for you to be upset enough out there in viewership land to get out the vote on Tuesday, April 5th. This uh, Tuesday. This April Tuesday. 5th. Like his shirt says, on the first Tuesday after the first Monday. It's I vote in April, April 5th. Find the right candidates. And we're also going to help you um, with some recommendations for as many different school districts as we have. Andy's done a wonderful job of putting that together. Uh, so before we get into anything else, I want to go ahead and say thank you for coming and intro Mr. Andy Wells, um, president of the Missouri chapter of No Left Turn in Education. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Um, hopefully the parents, I, I can give you a little bit of information real quick. I just want to let you know that we are going to be talking about some themes that might be a little bit mature. So I, no offense, we're not going to go X-rated, but we're going to get a little R-rated up in here. We're going to talk about some things that are actually happening in, happening in schools and some things your kids are being exposed to that you probably don't know. Correct. And I guarantee you, you're going to get really upset about learning. Right. And, you know, it's funny. It's like we put the we put the parental warning on this show, but they're not putting it in your schools. They're going ahead and teaching this to your children already. Uh, so before we get into that, we have some announcements and stuff. So first and foremost, I don't know. I mean, you guys will notice as we go through this show, but Sam has upgraded. Sam Johnson, the Magnificent, has upgraded has upgraded our um, studio, or his studio, that we have the luxury of being a part of. So shout out, as always, to Two Gender Studios, uh, my man Sam, and... Yo, 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 yo! <laughs> super excited, the fact What's that up? Sam is also starting uh, the Sam Daily Show. So I guess the best way to think about it is like Tim Pool, but with uh, a cooler guy. Does that work? Yeah, I think that... that, that this sums it up. Good, good. Yeah. So Tim Pool Daily Show, a.k.a. the Sam Daily Show, which is better. And that's going to be going live in just two weeks or so? Two, uh, or so? Uh, well, it's kind of like how when we go live. We, 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 approximately, it, like, two approximately two weeks. Flying by the seat right. of pants, Yes. Um, and yes. It will, I guarantee you it will be a phenomenal show. It will be on our website, so you can check it out. We will also promote it on uh, Facebook, Telegram, hey, um, True Social. What if it's not any good? We will promote it one time, and then we will be um, circumspect after that to make sure that it's worth us promoting again. Okay. Sam, you get one shot. One shot, Sam. I'm sorry, Andy, if the, if the second show is bad. Also, uh, I, I, and I, I failed on this of. part, so I also want to say thank you to Miss Mary Lee. Uh, this is uh, Mr. Wells' is mother, and you want to talk about somebody who is a firebrand and has some education in what's going on. Um, we have her in studio. Unfortunately, we do not have a mic, but she has free reign to talk as much as you want to. Well, we thank you very much for showing up. Yeah, that's right. She lived in the 60s, so you all know what that means. Um, <laughs> so real quick, we're going to get into um, some of the updates and stuff. So we are coming in a transitional phase. Uh, we're moving from this show. This show is very important because we're talking about the April election. 
the municipal election, um, mostly because of school board. Also understand, too, you are having mayoral um, elections as well. And there is uh, a wonderful individual I want to give a shout out to. His name is Jason Sears. And Straight in Parkville, Parkville, yes. And, and let me tell you all something. He's the only constitutional believing, knowing individual that is running for mayor in Parkville. If you do not get out and vote, um, you got a lot of problems coming your way. I mean, you really do. And even though Jason is very soft-spoken, the guy is a fighter and he's full of vigor. This man will do wonderful things for the uh, city of Parkville. And if I was there, he would be the guy that I absolutely wanted um, to be in command. It's important that we get his name out. It's important that you guys get the vote out for that guy. Yep. Josh and I were at that meeting. Correct. At that, was it a town hall? Was it a discussion? Mayoral debates. Mayoral debates, <clears throat> and it was frightening the other candidates. Everybody else was wearing masks. Everybody else, I asked the question, does um, does personal, does, does um, public health override personal sovereignty and rights? And they all said yes. Except Jason Sears. Except Jason Sears, who said the the whole purpose of government is to protect the rights of the people. The one girl said... Um, she dropped out. She, thankfully, she dropped out. But let me tell you, this is the type of the, the people yeah. that were running. Yeah. Um, I haven't studied the Constitution, but if I get elected, I'll take a look at it. Yeah, I'm not kidding. That's what she said. Well, she um, didn't have an opportunity before. She Andy. didn't have an opportunity before in school or any yeah. time in her life or when she decided, hey, I'm going to run day. for an elected position to yeah. what What should I do? What mm -hmm. should I reference? Yeah. Anyway, so Jason Sears, love you, buddy. We appreciate the fact that you've gotten into this fight and that you've stayed in this fight thus far. Uh, and everyone in Parkville, please make sure you get out to vote. Vote Jason Sears for Parkville mayor. May I say something real quick? Yes, folks? of course. Listen. You got to get out and you got to understand who your candidates are. Correct. Now, as president of no Left Turn in Education, as an organization, we can't support anybody. As an individual, I absolutely can. And I've tried to put together a pretty solid list for school board candidates, but you have to know who's running for your mayor and also who's running for your alderman. Because unlike school boards, um, mayors get have a check by their aldermen. Aldermen are checked by their mayors. You have to have good people in both well positions. Find out who they are and vote for the right ones well to keep each other in check. Even if you got a crappy mayor, you can still have good aldermen who will keep that mayor in check or Agreed. vice versa. Checks and balance. Exactly right. And, it's, and, and then also aldermen in, um, in Platte City, or I'm sorry, Weston, where I'm from, who's also the chair of our um, central committee in Platte County, Miss Rebecca Rooney. Uh, she is running for alderman, I think, in, in, in District 2 or however they section it off i'm sorry rebecca if it's not in two but if you see her name on the ballot it's uh rebecca rooney Take your little pin yeah and check it and my internet of course is is dead because sam loves me sam. and um <laughs> and uh so i can't get the specifics but Re over here. rebecca rooney is uh absolutely running for alderman in uh weston as well um also go back to my list we are transitioning after this show into primary season so in other words we want to make sure that we have the right candidates running for office for state and, uh, well, county too. So like um, um, commissioner and different things like that, but also the state house, the state Senate and U.S. Senate and U.S. House, so Congress. OK, so we're going to do a hyper focus on the primary season. We're also going to do committee men and women training and alliance building because the only way that we're going to take back this state through a party is if the party is aligned and the, all these different people who have signed up incredible amount of people by the thank way thank you up. by the way for yes. reaching out to us and letting yes. us know i am so encouraged i signed up in my county there we go there we go, there we <laughs> we go. Got him. 
so many people, I'm not kidding, so many people have reached out to us and put in the Missouri Rhino Watch Telegram channel and so on. Like, I've signed up. I did it. I signed up. And they are so excited. I know that there's a lot of nerves out there because some people don't know what to do. I promise you we are going to have um, training for this. We will make sure everybody has an understanding about it. Until that time, get your committee bylaws so you understand what their bylaws are and what their, their scope or their focus is. And then second, get Robert's Rules for Order so that you understand how to... Um, Go through the process, you know, because you'll get both. You'll get the laws, bylaws, and you'll understand the process. And then that allows you to work within that framework to get things done. Right. Um, and then we also have six. Thank God. Six conservative senators or candidates for Senate, state Senate running against the rhino senators that are there now. One person, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, well, we'll just get into it when it comes in. So anyways, um, we're going, we're going to transition to the primary season. We're also going to do committee training and alliance building. And then anybody out there that wants to sponsor the show, we're not doing this for um, profit, right? We're doing this for our community. So if you want to get involved and help however you can, uh, we would gladly uh, appreciate any type of donations. And you can see that on our website where it says donate now. All right. So two things before we get into the substance with Mr. Wells is map update, redistricting. Where are we at on that? Well, if Parsons would have called a special committee or special session back in 2021, mm -hmm. we would be maybe having election integrity passed. Yeah. I don't know. But Dolly has no integrity, so nope, why would nope, you nope. expect it? Well, you know, Dolly relies on her assets mm -hmm. um, instead of her brain. Um, or That's Dolly, Dolly, Dolly Parsons. Parson, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we love her, yeah. him, her yeah. so much. Pronouns are important. Mm -hmm. Um so anyways, so the Senate, the, the map update, the last time that I put a notice out was the fact that um, the Senate had sent over uh, an amendment to the map. So basically we've fallen on the Shaw map or the Pelosi map, um, which is right back to that trash. But then the Senate put an um, amendment in that would have preserved our, um, our bases, strengthened District 2 a little bit more. Um, and condensed St. Charles County into about 81% of a district, 81% of St. Charles County into one district instead of um, multiple or a lot more. So they keep that liberal spread uh, down. In reality, it is, um, it is a compromise on something that we wouldn't want, but it's either that or the Shaw map, you know? So the issue is, is uh, we sent the amendment back over. The House said, we would like to conference on this. And what that means is, is they want to do a sidebar committee where um, the House leadership chooses five delegates and the Senate leadership chooses five delegates and they come together and they decide to hash out the map themselves. Now, we know that the, the leadership in the House is Rhino. We know that the leadership in the Senate is Rhino. So we could probably extrapolate the fact that they are going to choose some rhinos uh to represent them and then we will go right back to that yeah. that fun map it may even be worse than the shawl map i don't know uh but so what they did is they asked for that we put out an announcement saying everybody call your senators tell them that we do not want a conference thankfully we won that quick skirmish they um voted no so they rejected the request for a conference sent the map back over to where the house had to vote on it the house rejected it by a very large majority uh, and, you know, there's all kinds of different reasons for it. But if they would have been involved from the beginning and hashed it out instead of rubber stamping it when it came through from the beginning, knowing that they were they were going for a map that was created outside a committee, they didn't try and put up a fight then. All of a sudden, they're putting up a fight now, which is very interesting. But anyways, it's gone back over. They killed that. And now they're re-requesting a conference back to the Senate. So they're basically re-requesting the same thing we already told them we didn't want to do. 
Um, and then they're saying, well, we're not going to send it to the courts. This is not a vote to send it to the courts. This is a vote to make the Senate do what we want them to before we send it to the courts. Basically, they're trying to strong arm the whole situation. Um, so what are they doing down there? I mean, what do they do in Jeff City? Because this is just so they can't do anything. Right. Well, yeah. So pretty much. Well, they can, but they won't. They can't. They want to do a conference when they say no on the conference. So, again, that's the new action item. Call your senators, email your senators. We still want yep. no on the conference, because if we get the conference, we most assuredly are going to get the Pelosi map. But here's the other problem with that, though. If, if you have if you force it one way or the other. OK, I understand the House wants to say we're equal to the Senate. So we want to have a voice. Into, they should, you're right. They should have had a voice in the first place. Yeah. And they kind of abdicated it a little bit. And I, I'll, I'll agree with it to a point. But they, I mean, I'm not a constitutional scholar. But last time I checked, I'm pretty sure the U.S. Constitution was pretty clear that it's the state legislature that decides the map, not the Court. Correct. Correct. So the they're going to have to make a decision yeah. sooner or later. We hope that court so. is going to kick we it have, back anyway. Well, the court's got to kick it back because yeah. it's not the court's, the court's job. The court. That's one hundred percent the truth. One hundred percent right. What's concerning me now is that they'll do it anyways, and then we'll have to take that to court. No. You know, so I don't know. Point being is where we are now. You're at one hundred percent right, and where we are now is that it's no unconference. Period. We're not because that will be a settlement that we'd I'd rather fight all the way through because remember, there's precedence that if we go all the way through this and we still don't have a map, we just fall back on the map we're in right now, which is better than going to any other map. Yeah. You know, a, ba a worst map. OK, yeah. so for anyways, 10 years, right. For 10 years, for 10 years. That's the biggest thing, too. As 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 red as we went with even with all the fraud that happened in Missouri, as red as we went, we deserve a 7-1 map. But our line drawn is we're not going to take the Shaw map. Yeah, if we have to hold, if we have to to settle for this map for ten years, they are laying the groundwork for this state to go blue in ten Correct. years to be completely taken over. That supermajority that we've had as a red state is going to be, pardon the term, is going to be uh, pissed away by design. Hello, what do you think they're trying to do? Yeah, they want. There are people, including people who call themselves Republicans. Yeah. Oh yeah, that. That's the they're biggest problem. They're, they're they're fine with well, we're we're fine with a five three. Uh -huh. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That is not how this state votes. Correct. You go and talk to the rural folks, the people that actually matter when it comes to elections, yeah. the people that make up the majority of this state, which is the rural folks. That's why Kansas City and St. Louis ain't running the show. Right. No. They do not want to turn this state blue. Right. We're I not guarantee a blue state, that. We're not a blue state. That's, no, I mean, that's, that's just what thing. it boils we're down to. We're not a blue to. state. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But well, they're, and, they're trying to make and that. I, I, make you know, it that this way. has been a reckoning. For whatever reason. For me, uh, a realization for me for a long time, for, for the past year, we don't really have a Democrat problem here. We have a rhino problem. Because the rhinos, if, if the Republicans stood up and fought the way that they could, we could squash any type of real opposition to our constitutional values or anything yeah. else. But, you know, like Florida's showing us right now, it's easy to pass a bill. Well, it's not easy, but it's doable to pass a bill that stops grooming of children. Yeah. You know, or stops a strong governor down there. Maybe Dolly ought to take yeah, a couple notes. Hey, yeah. Or maybe, you know, get some, you know, testosterone supplements or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just well, he's just a good old boy. Yeah, he is. Who? Dolly? Just there ain't good nothing good about that boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's in that good old boy network, that's yeah. for sure. Okay, so so anyways, the whole point is is the the house is re re they rejected the map amendment. They've sent it back over for um, conference, re-requesting it. Our stand right now is still no on conference, 
and just let them hash it out each way. They've going to have, like you said, Lord willing, the Constitution prevails, and they have to create the map themselves. And we will keep fighting until we we finish this battle, one way or the other. This is a hill to die on for sure. Yeah, I got my I got those numbers on speed dial, so it's a it's kind of fun. Right. Well, once yeah. you get it locked in, then it's real easy. It's yeah. absolutely easy yeah, from there. Right. All right. So next thing is um a, is is um some chicanery that's happening down at Jeff City again in the House HB two zero zero nine. So House Bill 2009 is something that this whole COVID debacle taught us that we absolutely need. Uh, this is a bill that was introduced by Representative Susie Pollack, wonderful patriot. Uh, it's based around medical freedoms. And the two, it, it's working to rein in the tyrannical overreach of DHSS, right? Department of Health and Senior Services. Um, Basically, it is two really strong things. It makes sure that parents' rights are protected for um, vaccination mandates. They can object to vaccination mandates for their children for religious or conscientious reasons, mm -hmm. which is phenomenally important yes. because this is a, we're free people. We don't have to be religious to be free. That's in fact, that's in my opinion, that's all the re the whole reason Jesus died is so that everyone could be free. You know, so we need to make sure. Um, that we put our support behind this. And so it, it makes sure that there's a rel religious and conscientious objection. And the conscientious objection just basically means you just assert that you don't want it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it for my kid. Thanks. Done. Yeah. Right? That's it. Um, instead of going through the exemption, which is the way it should be. I can't Parent, we even have to talk about okay, it. Right? Parents' yeah. job is to decide what's best for their kid. <laughs> Correct. Right. Correct. I, they got to pay I, for them. How people, can, how people cannot grasp that concept. Listen, folks. Grasp the concept. If you have children, you're responsible for them. No, it's hey, the greater good, Andy. It's no, good. no, 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 you're no. You're trying to kill grandma. Yeah, no, no. Mom, dad, you're responsible for your children. And just like I take responsibility for my kids. Correct. I take responsibility for their health care. Right. Ain't nobody else paying their medical bill. I am. I'm the one feeding them. I'm the one dressing them. They're my kids. They're my responsibility. Agreed. And the government is not going to tell me what to do with my kids. And some school board darn sure ain't going <laughs> to tell me what I got to do with my kids. Exactly right. Ain't going to happen. Exactly no. right. So this is also, so obviously that is a very important, I think that's the most important thing. But the second, and I really equally as important, is the protection that it offers to medical professionals to treat their patients in their patient's best interest. Crazy, right? Whoever thought that would be important. You, you mean you actually get to decide what your patients get for they they, they get that they get a choice to say so and it's wild right they're like you went to school I'm, I'm and you study medicine and you practice medicine and I'm then but now you get that. to make decisions based on medicine wait a minute. aren't they wait a minute. they're they're told to make the decisions but it's it's their decision but they're told to make that decision right Is right that, so so basically you if mean? your doctor wants to preside, preside, prescribe you ivermectin <laughs> hcq or dandelion juice or whatever else in the world that they feel is going to be um, effective for your well-being they have the right to do so because that's their job that's the patient doctor confidentiality or that relationship that's there and this bill would ensure that they were protected from any government intervention or any recourse from the higher institutions okay well, it sounds like it's going to get passed right i mean that's a that's you know a what common sense bill <laughs> you, you know what's what wild miss, is it Josh? had some uh, so personally and i haven't been doing this for a long time but this is this bill had some of the 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 greatest support that i've ever seen on a bill uh coming through it had a ton of co-sponsors mm -hmm. but then you know what what happened this guy named dean plocker 
who happens Locker. to be the Republican House Majority Locker. Majority floor leader. Majority floor leader for the House, right? So not Caleb Browden, mm -hmm. but uh, for the House, not Senate. Um, oh, so he was Republican. He's Republican. Ah, he's leadership. He guy. is the anointed one that's supposed to be the um, Speaker of the House next year. Hmm. But I don't know why they anointed him. Isn't it up to us to pick the right people who go in and then vote for that? Yeah. Why are they anointing people without telling us? Did they like tell the you about that? The queen got anointed. I right? think so. I yeah, think all a lot, those yeah. years ago. Right. And who's got the oil? Uh, Is that Pope. even good oil? I think the Pope I don't know. has it. So anyways, Rhino, Dean Plocker, he has gone around pulling, pu pressuring the co-sponsors to withdraw their sponsorship from it. And from what I understand, some of these people have. Which is wild. So, so remember and why? What's what's his motivation? No idea. Why does he hate it? No idea. So the only thing that I could infer mm. is there's some type of there's some type of incentive. There is some political pushback because now you're talking about getting. Now you're talking about taking away some government authority and giving it back to parents when <sighs> it becomes to their cho choice for their children. Oh, now God. you're talking about giving doctors and patients the choice right. to pick what is best for them without an establishment or drug companies or big pharma uh, getting involved. So now you're talking you're talking some deep political big pharma. All right, so who's Dino getting uh, campaign contributions I don't know, it's a good question. From? Who is yeah. Dino? Stay under COVID rules. Yeah, right. so yeah, we're gonna stay well, under. So what's his name just came out? Well, what's his name just came out? Dolly Parson just came out and said, "Hey guys, guess what? What? The emergency of COVID is over." Woo! Okay, what a way hey. to be a forerunner. Yeah, how about that. And, job, and let me plug this real quick. Tomorrow, I'll give you an idea where we're still at with this. We're still fighting this because tomorrow, St. Louis, down by the arch in the old Capitol steps, there's going to be a rally starting at 11:30, put on by Freedom Principal St. Louis. I'm going to be one of the speakers there talking about the damage that COVID and all the restrictions have done to the kids. But this is still, we're still fighting this. Why did they, why are we having it on April 2nd? That doesn't make, oh, that's right. Because tomorrow a company in the state of Missouri said that if the employees are not vaccinated, they're going to get fired. Wow. Yeah. This fight's still going on. Correct. This, this isn't over. Right. Just this because is, this, Dolly says it's over. Right. It's not over. Right. And, well, and you can see that the, there's, there is some um, political underhandedness happening. Yeah. You know, if it was over and we're like, well, we've learned from this that we need protection. So, okay, let's protect our people. These people are traitors. I mean, let's not parse words, right? These people are traitors. You, your job as a Republican is to, to conserve, right? Preserve and conserve the Constitution, our rights, our freedoms, keeping us safe from government overreach, from uh, undue duress or anything else like that. And you are literally going behind. It's so funny because he did this and he didn't think anybody was going to find out. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's a whole new day and age. It is a whole it's new a whole day. new day and age because Rhino Plocker. Hold on. Hold on, guys. I'm going to get his number real quick so everybody can call him. So Rhino Plocker has gone behind to kill HB 2009 by trying to go and withdraw support. And think about that. It's got like literally like 12 or 13 co-sponsors. Let's find out. Uh, oh, more sponsor. than that. Yeah. I actually looked at the co-sponsors the other night and and it, it filled up the Web page. Yes. I mean, it, it, it is. Well, it, it is might a, have gone down a little bit since then because it was a phenomenal number of co-sponsors because it makes sense. Right. This is. For, for a conservative Republican, this law makes absolute sense to preserve parents' rights, doctor 
Well, the crazy thing is it doesn't stop you from getting a vaccine. Right. It just stops you from getting forced to get a vaccine. So it should be for everybody because maybe one day there's a vaccine that comes out that leftists don't like at all. And now you're protected. Andy, why do you think the co-sponsors were backing out? Some of them. Political pressure. Listen, this is this is all politics. I'm I'm new to this game, but I'm (laughs) not new to political politics. I did 23 years in the military. Trust me, I know all about political politics because it's in the military, too, has been forever. It's in every business, every entity that you have people with power that want to retain power at all costs and they will convince others to help them retain power. The week will go along with it. The week yep. will go along with it. So Plocker is his number is five seven three seven five one one five four four five seven three seven five one one five four four. His uh, email is dean d e a n dot plocker p l o c h e r at house dot mo dot gov. Please give this guy absolute hell continually. This guy is this is garbage. I mean, it's one hundred percent garbage. If there's if there is not more proof that somebody is actually willing to sell out your rights and your protection for their political gain. And you know, they're making $36,000 a year. That's not a lot of money. So if they're doing this kind of work and working this hard on the back end to get these things done, like what is the incentive? Yeah, yeah what's the they're incentive? They're not they're what definitely getting not get yeah. doing this for Listen, the we're going to we're going to get into, I'm going to I want to get into that a little bit when we're talking about some of the school stuff because I mean there's school board members that have raised over 20 grand so far. And a lot of it from union money. Why in the world would right. a unpaid school board position need twenty, 20 grand, grand Agreed. in yeah. Agreed. donations? Agreed. Well, now they're getting marching they're getting... orders from the union. Right. That's why they're on there. So, so Kickbacks. a big point here, though. Susie Pollack. Ah, these people. Susie Pollack was the rep who created this bill. So that lets you know, you know, a tree by its fruit. This is a phenomenal bill. She's a great individual, uh, a strong rep that's fighting for our, our freedoms. She's also now running for Senate. To replace Justin Brown. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Justin Brown. Um, the guy who um, under, undermined our Second Amendment rights uh, just a couple weeks ago when he went around and lobbied uh, two Democrats to vote down, um, or two Republicans to vote down that bill in committee, and then he voted yes as a safe vote, knowing that he had gotten the others down. Mm-hmm. He is an absolute jerk. Yeah. Uh, he's a douchebag. He's... Um, well, they've been talking about him like he's a cocaine Justin Brown, cocaine nose Justin Brown. Oh. I don't know where that came from, guys, oh. but I, they say he's got cocaine nose. I don't know, even know what that means. Hmm. Anyways, moving on. Okay, so <laughs> HB 2009, Susie Pollack was the one who brought it in. It's medical freedoms. It, it protects you, uh, your children and your rights from jabs based on conscientious or religious region, reasons. Protects real medical professionals to be able to treat their um, patients the right way uh, in the patient's best interest. Uh, and Dean Plocker. Dean Plocker is going around trying to destroy this bill. Please let him know the disgust that you have because of it. Unacceptable, Dean. Unacceptable. Correct. All right, so now we're going to really just turn this show over Let's to Mr. It. Andy Wells. We're going to be here for commentary. Yeah, we'll be here. Um, so he's made it easy on us because we didn't do a lot of prep for this. So we're just going to listen and ask questions and maybe talk a little trash as it goes along. But we are going to turn this over, and I'm serious, guys. This is going to get deep. This has been fun and, and, and goofy up to here. We're going to try and keep it lighthearted, but some of these things can't be um, they can't be lifted up. So, Mr. Wells, thank you so much for coming in here. Thank you for all the work you've done. Thank you for your service to us in the military and your continued service to our community for what you're doing now. God bless you for it. God bless you for raising a good man. And take it away, sir. All right. Um, 
Anybody who had met me don't know a little bit about me. My name's Andy Wells. I am the Missouri State Chapter President of No Left Turn in Education. And um, we are, I personally am a very political person, as is obvious by my earlier statements, which were mine, not No Left Turns in edu Education's. Now I'm going to get into No Left Turn in Education stuff. So I got to kind of change hats there. Um, I want everybody to know a little bit. First, I did 23 years in the military. While I was in the military, I saw real racism. And that's how I got into all this stuff in the first place. I, I, uh, I just like everybody else, um, six years ago, um, I had something happen to me. I got a phone call. Hey, we got three little kids that need a home. You're the only person in the family in the state that could take them in. Me and my wife prayed about it. We took in our three great nieces and I adopted them three years ago. They're my daughters. And last year, COVID, everything, homeschool. And I started seeing some of the stuff going on. I was watching on the news, but I thought, oh, this stuff isn't really happening in, in Missouri. Right. But then I started seeing stuff that was happening in Missouri. And I started getting really involved with this and looking at just some of the stuff. And over the last nine months, it just absolutely blows my mind at how far down in the hole our schools have gone, and, and I'm not saying that every school is bad, and absolutely, I love the teachers, but there's some teachers out there doing some wrong stuff, and there's some schools that have gone absolutely completely off the bend. I mean, they've gone crazy. So w when I was kind of getting ready to talk about tonight, I was trying to figure out how to do this logically, and you know what? One of the biggest things that, because of what everybody's seen in the national news, the don't say gay bill, which doesn't mention the word gay anywhere in it, crazy, um, <laughs> That's a big thing in the news right now. People are talking about it. So I thought, you know, kind of let's talk about what's going on in Missouri. Now, there is a Missouri person that's running for a Missouri House district up in House District 1 as a Democrat that um, she put out something. And by the way, I bring I'm from the show me state. So I actually bring proof. And um, it any Missouri politician running on the prevention of teaching kids about sex in school is a fraud. <laughs> Missouri doesn't require sex ed, and if it's taught, it's abstinence. Call them out. And then she put a little thing from the Missouri, um, from the Missouri Learning Standards that says, you know what? You're right. Sex ed is not required to be taught. Gender identity is not required to be taught in Missouri schools. What the Missouri Learning Standards say is they say, okay, when you're teaching kids, you have to teach them, and this goes back all the way to the AIDS stuff, right? We teach kids how to prevent getting STDs and HIV, wear a condom, or abstinence. We teach kids how to not get pregnant, number one, abstinence, number two, condom, right? That's what's required by the state. In the state of Missouri, it's not required to talk about um, gender identity. It's not required to talk about sexual orientation because it's not in the Missouri Learning Standards. North Kansas City, like I said, I bring proof. Missouri Learning Standards, um, students are continuing, or uh, we're beginning a short unit about identity. Third graders are tapping into their schema before we dive, delve into each and explore their own identities. And they got a little picture on here, which what identity, and it's gender, race, religion, language, and family. Wait a minute, I thought, according to this person running, that we weren't talking about gender in Missouri school. 
Okay. Students are continuing their study of gender by discussing their schema, adding to each other's thinking and determining which identity parts are visible and invisible. I'm wondering if anyone will change their mind. So now we have a third grade teacher openly asking on social media whether one of the kids is going to change their gender identity because of their discussion. Are you serious? We're going to actually have a third grade teacher convincing their kids that they need to talk about their gender identity and it might not be what they were born with? Even even planting the seed is 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 insidious. So you're saying that was on her social media, the teacher's social yes, media account? Yes, the teacher's social media account. Okay. And how is that approved or how is that okay by the school district, the principal, other teachers, parents? When they see that, how was there not a, a big outcry about that? Um, there was an outcry. I actually made the papers. Uh, there was a, or it made social media. I don't know if it made the papers yet or not. There is some outcry because parents are going, wait a minute, what's going on? Um, let's take it one step further about teaching sexual identity or, or sexual orientation, which, by the way, of course, we say this isn't happening in Missouri because it's not a requirement. See, the way the Missouri law reads is... It's not required, but nothing in state statute says the teacher can't do it. So let me stop you there. So how is the teacher getting away with putting that in the curriculum without the principal knowing that? Okay, you got to understand curriculum and lesson plans are apples and oranges. Curriculum is just your outline of what you're going to teach, right? So the teacher says, I'm going to teach health. I'm going to have a little period in my class every day for health. And they pretty much can talk whatever they want in health. And in her lesson plans, which right now are not required to be public, and the teachers' unions are throwing a fit about we want to make public, their lesson plans, they can write their own. They can change them on the fly. They can do what they call living learning lessons. Living, living learning lesson plans where they can change them on the fly and decide what they're going to do because that's what they feel at the time. Now, thank you for the... You're welcome. For, yeah. Now, now <laughs> defining that. This is a really fun book. It's called Being You, and I don't know how well the camera can pick it up, but it's this one of these big, thick cardboard books, right? This is for preschool to second grade. Preschool to second grade. That's hang what on. it's required. Hang on to this, folks, because it's about to get rough. <laughs> Some bodies have a vagina. Some bodies have a penis. Every person's body parts look different. But some are all on are on all people. When a baby is born, grown-ups might say it's a girl if their body has a vagina, or it's a boy if their body has a penis. Sometimes grown-ups aren't sure, but they choose the words girl or boy oh. anyway. Guys, did you hear what I just said? Is it that book that written by a biologist? Sometimes you don't. I don't know. Is that? It's <laughs> a good question. Because is that that's what the only the way that. One oh. of the writers is a non-binary, non-binary. person. So oh, he okay. So that person is a biologist then. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they go by Annie, Andy, Prishner, illustrator, web artist. Yeah, this is this, <laughs> web artist. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and this, but one of the people on here is a trainer in New York Early Childhood Professional Development Institute, hmm. and the other one's early literacy program coordinator for Brooklyn Public Library. This book 
is available and recommended, by the way, by the two largest teachers unions in the United States to help kids learn about gender identity. They just said mom and dad might not be right or wrong. The doctor might not be right. Like what? No, no. You can pick your. This is for preschool to second graders. And that's in a school in Missouri. Yes. Yes. Before anybody wants to start questioning, um, I've got three different documents here. You're more than welcome to look them up. I'll be more than glad. I'll give you the web link to them, to my documents. And you can go through and look at all the craziness that is in our school systems that's been proven to be in our school systems in the state of Missouri, like the gender unicorn. Um, our attorney general actually put that out, the, the gender unicorn, a couple other things about if you're having problems with your school, if you have questions, if you think they're grooming your kids, give us a call, right? And he gave, he put out a number already, put out a tip line, put out a website because the attorney general's getting sick and tired of it too, just like the rest of us are. Right. So if you think this junk is not happening in Missouri schools, I'm sorry, you're out of your mind. Now, here's this another, um, here's a Missouri snapshot that um, it goes through and it gives a bunch of details about the state of Missouri. Most of them got gotten from legitimate sources, including the CDC. And, uh, oh, where's some of the phone? Oh, yeah. Reported teaching about gender roles, gender identity, or gender expression. 34.5% of Missouri 6th, 7th, and 8th grade middle schools are doing it, and 49.3% of the high schools in the state of Missouri. These statistics are from the CDC. So either that lady running for House District 1 is lying, or the CDC is lying. You can guess which one it is. I know who my money's on. Right. Read Wait. that again for us, would you? Okay. I'll read it one more time. 34.5% of Missouri secondary schools and 49.3% of high schools report teaching about gender roles, gender identity, and gender expression. Now, where does that fit in schools? Why is something like that taken out of the homes where the parents need to discuss this? Well, that, that's a good question. We know. I, I, I want somebody to explain it to me. Yeah. Because I know maybe what the, the, I maybe know the what, Piper chick, maybe that chick running up in uh, so listen, one. So listen to this. Okay. So gender expression. Cause he said that. And I was like, what the hell is that? Gender expression. Right. So this is, I just looked it up and, and, and here's what it says. Gender expression refers to the ways that people present their gender identity to the world. Hmm. This may be through clothing, haircuts, behaviors, and other choices. For many people, there is a mismatch between what social society expects from their gender <laughs> and how they choose to present. So, so they're teaching your kids. Watch. They're teaching your kids how to present what they're what they think they should feel like. Like, oh, if you feel like you're fluid, if you feel like th- th- this is why you can you can see the differences in these individuals, these these people who have gender dysphoria, um, and now they're giving them like the 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 directions on how to present yourself. Exactly. Oh, this is the way you. So this is you could have got it wrong. How do you feel if you feel like this? Like you were talking about. Um, if if you're not into boys at a certain age, oh, yeah, yeah. then you're a lesbian. Okay. If right? you're, yeah, if you're a 12-year-old middle school girl and you're not into boys, then the teacher is 
might start to assume, well, maybe she's going to start suggesting that maybe you're a lesbian. Maybe you're maybe you're not really a girl. You're a boy trapped in a girl's body because you like to go out and play sports and you like to roughhouse a little bit and you like to ride bikes and jump. So so all of a sudden, because you don't want to do the tri tri traditional girl stuff, maybe you're not really a girl, you're a boy, and they're going to start convincing your kids. Right. Well, and so it says here, too, it says, uh, gender is a concept with, concept with many dimensions. No, it's not. No, it's not. Man and woman. Anyways, and then it says here, it says, what is meant is whether a person's gender identity does or does not match the sex assigned at birth, not what you were given, <laughs> not what you develop, not what your XX or XY chromosome determines, but what you are assigned at birth by doctors or parents who may not know because that stupid little book says so. And they are starting it in preschool to second grade. So the kids are susceptible and they are able to mold them and convince them. And it just continues on. And now we know they're doing it in middle school. So if they're doing it in elementary and they're doing it in middle school, heck, by the time you get the kid in high school, all of a sudden, little Johnny's Susie. My, my son. You know, it's funny you said, the way you said it, it was assigned at birth. It's as if the doctors just got a hey, got, got uh, some out of the bushel. We got a checklist rack, you know? here. Like here we go. Uh, you're a boy. Well, come on, we got uh, a you're super, girl. Come yeah, on, we yeah, got yeah, a lot of bushel. Who wants racks. this? Uh, let's well, get we come the third ones. Make this interesting. Well, you got you got to be clear here. We got a Supreme Court justice that obviously can't tell you what a woman is. So right. I mean, we well, got God. we got a whole she's bunch not of a issues. Biologist, Andy. Yeah, she's yeah. not a biologist, Andy. I mean, you can't she's expect that from her. Yeah, she's a Supreme Court justice potentially. See, this is a setup. It's a setup. Absolutely. Kindergarten, pre-K. Yeah. It's the foundation. Yeah. Sure it is. So by the time the sure kid is. is in high school. By the time the kid's in high school. Then the porn books are no big deal. They, they're desensitized. She's yeah. right. So what she's yeah, saying. Desensitized. What she's yeah. saying is that that this is the this is the foundational layer. This is grooming. Okay. This is when you set state these children up. State grooming. funded grooming. Your tax dollars. Your hard work paying to groom your children to be desensitized to be sexually. You Sexually, uh, what 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 is it? Uh, pray, what do you say when something is like uh, a, a prey? It's making you prey, you know, yeah, to a predator. Yeah. Sexually available, right? Yeah, yeah. And, Tell and me and that's me, not me, weird that an adult is talking to another kid, somebody else's kid, about this. Think shit. about Correct. that. I want you. I want. You, I want everybody to think about this. Somebody, a teacher, in kindergarten with her little kids sitting around in a circle is reading this. Somebody's have a vagina. Some bodies have a penis. Everybody parts look. Everybody's body parts look different. Okay, now we are already starting to get kindergarten. Listen, I hope my second-year-old does not know what the word second or second-grader yeah. <laughs> does not know what the word penis means. I really hope she doesn't. And if she does, I'm gonna have a talk with her sisters because she ain't heard it from me or her mother. Right. <laughs> now, when, when, when did when did this start? When did they start actually putting this into the schools? When did it start infiltrating? Yeah. <sighs> oh, this this book's actually this is a brand new book in a series. Oh, wow. I've got a whole series. So this was within like the past year. Yeah, this yeah this this book came out um this book came out in 2020. Um, the my skin came out I think 2019. Who's got publishing the, this garbage? Let me see. who's who's the is this Westinghouse? Um, no. No offense, Westinghouse. If it's not you, <laughs> is it Penguin? house uh yeah penguin workshop 
Son you of You know a- what? That's the same people. Yep. That's the same people that we heard about that um, that do. Uh, so basically, uh, you do the dirty deed while you're in office. Hey, you want a book deal? Uh-huh. That's the way that they pay these people off and uh-huh. longer. Okay. I got some more receipts for you. Okay. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get into some more. Okay. Yeah. So that was sexual orientation. Or se- that was gender identity, right? Well, what about they're not teaching about sexual orientation according to this lady running for house mo too they're not teaching it because it's not required really according to the cdc again 35.7 percent of middle schoolers and 46.7 percent of high schoolers are reported learning about sexual orientation in the state of missouri so the Missouri learning standards don't say that you have to teach it, but they're being taught it. And, and I want you guys to think back a little bit. I remember I'm a little bit older than you guys, but I remember that health class used to be like one semester a year. You it was talked a about class. Yeah, it really was. It was a blow off class. <laughs> yeah. Correct. It was a blow off class. It was one semester a year. Now they're doing health for a whole year. Why? Yeah. Because they're adding all this garbage into it. They're adding all this sexualization to it. Now, we're going to really get fun. Um, I don't know. Did you guys hear about what happened in Columbia about three, four weeks ago with the fourth grader? No. Are you talking about Loudoun County? No, no, no. Columbia, Missouri. The fourth grader who came home and mom blew a gasket because when she asked her fourth grader, what did you learn today? And he began to explain to mom that in fourth grade, we had we watched a video on wet dreams and oh masturbation. Oh, my God. Jeez. I'd be unhinged. What school was that? Columbia. Columbia School. Yeah. Columbia, oh, Columbia Middle- School. Columbia, oh, Columbia Middle School. Oh, yeah. okay, I got you. Yeah. Wait, one wait, one, wait. one yeah. of the middle schools here in Columbia, Missouri. Oh, wow. Okay. Wait, what, wait what, what's wrong with that? <laughs> well, if Sam, somebody starts... <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you want to start talking to my daughter? You want to start talking to my daughter about masturbation and wet dreams? Me and you are going to go out behind the building and we're going to have a little conversation right. and you're not now, going to like it. Now, let me ask you something. So we have, we have obviously the highest um, um, testing school uh, in, in English and in math and science. Oh, so we have room to teach kids no, about no, wet no, dreams no, and no, masturbation no, no, because no. We're, we're already, we've already gone as high as we can with the other classes, right? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we just go all the like? Yeah, let's yeah. just talk about Okay, yeah, okay. You know. Well, let's go there again. We have the highest. I bring documents. I bring proof. Let's go there. What do you got? All right. So assessment test, right? Now, mm-hmm. this is pre-COVID before anybody blows gas and says, oh, no, COVID numbers skewed it. No, no, no. This is pre-COVID. U.S. average, 52% of the kids were proficient in English. U.S. average, 51% in math, 50 in science. Oh, let's go to MO averages. 49% are proficient in English, 42% are proficient in math. And science wasn't tested in 2019 in Missouri. Um, Let's go through some of the wonderful schools in Missouri, shall we? Oh, Kansas City Public Schools. Let's see where they're at. 32%, uh, 32.4% of the kids in 2019 were proficient in English. 39.9% were proficient in math. 9.2% were proficient in science. Holy. Well, yeah, yeah, because you're not a biologist. 
Right, so you, right. 9.7%, is that right? 9.2. 9 9.2%. I gave it 0.5 too much. 9.2%. But we're going to... But your kids, so you were wrong so when we're you assigned them their sex. And now we're, we're going to teach them how to do it, too. Shit! Sorry, Miss Susan. Listen, 9.2%, okay, but your dad was wrong, or the doctor was wrong, when we assigned you the girl... Uh, uh, sex, gender, and and now we want to talk about how Bushel you can rat. maybe be different and show you how to express that. So we're, but we're not going to talk about science. We're Trust the science. We're going to spend our time on this. I I'll give you another school real quick. You can have the STEM school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting. Oh, you'll oh, love this. Geez. You'll love this. So, this is a STEM school: science, technology, right, mm -hmm. engineering, and math. There's, that's what this school's supposed to focus in on. Science, technology, engineering, and math. The Gateway STEM High School. 30.1% proficient in English. 16.3% proficient in math. And 13.5% proficient in science. These are your future doctors. These are your future engineers, folks. This is the STEM school. These this, are supposed to be the smart kids. So this is what you call, this is truly what you call the long march through the institutions. Yeah. This sure. is that Marxist ideology that happened back in the 30s when they decided to come over here and infiltrate our schools to dumb down our children so that they could take over and make us slaves. Trust the science, guys. We're not going to teach it to your kids in school. Trust the science, guys. This is... This Trust is, the oh science that's on TV. Right, right. The science. The science that we won't teach your kids. I got, I got, I got another fun one for you. And before we move on to the next topic, and you'll love this one too. Now, this is a wonderful Wait, book. Can, yeah, yeah. Can you hold that up? Yeah. So it's the National Sex Education Standards. Okay. Now, these are not requirements, but this book was paid with your government, federal government tax dollars, to come up with guidelines for a national standard for sex ed. Now, I'm not going to go through all this. You can go through, download it yourself, read it for yourself, please. I have read through it, and it made me nauseated. I'm not going to do it again cover to cover. It was painful. Um, but here's a few highlights. In third grade, a child is supposed to be able to describe the parts the, of the... Um, the parts of the anatomy for reproduction... So a third grader is going supposed to be able to be tell you the difference between a clitoris and a labia. Jeez, a man has a penis and a girl has a vagina. No, 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 no. no. They, yeah, we're, we're talking like the anatomy of it, right? And a third graders are supposed to be able to accurately describe masturbation, both male and female. Oh, so your third grade granddaughter or grandson supposed to be learning, according to what's being recommended, they're supposed to learn how to ma describe masturbation. Okay. Because you got to do it right. Uh, right. I should right. mention this. I should mention this. I have a buddy who is, uh, he's from Jersey, New Jersey. He is 28. He told me that when he was in middle school, they were saying this. Um, it was, it was, uh, you should wait, masturbate. And that was in New Jersey, you know, probably twin, 10 years ago, 14 yeah, yeah. years ago. Now, now they're recommending it for third graders. <laughs> not just that. Not oh, make sure that you have specific. These are, these are things most adults don't know. Oh. I mean, like. 
It gets, Again, why are you teaching somebody yeah, else's right. kids about this garbage? Because they're pedophiles. These are pedophiles. Bam. Let's That's be honest and call it That's what exactly it is. What it These is. people, we are fighting against pedophiles. And I'm here to put everybody on notice. If you are standing against any of these bills or any of these things that we're coming after you for to protect our children, you are a pedophile or a pedophile sympathizer, which is the same thing as a damn pedophile. Oh, we get. Oh, we. It gets. It gets better, brother. It gets better. I. Did you take your blood pressure pills? I thought I was ready for this. I thought I was ready for this. I swear oh. to God, I did. I wasn't ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready, y'all. Okay. Um. Well, next we'll 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 go to fifth grade. In fifth grade, they want your daughters and sons to be able to describe anal, oral, and vaginal sex. What what grade? Fifth. Fudge. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah, we're talking ten-year-olds. Your tax dollars, people. We're talking ten-year-olds. They want ten-year-olds to be able to describe how to have anal, oral, or vaginal sex. Oh, Jesus. Well, and, what are those numbers again? How are they reading, writing, arithmetic, all that good stuff? <laughs> They're through the roof, right? That's yeah, why. Oh yeah, yeah, this. through but the roof, so, so we can do this. Real quick, though, I, I want to point something out. Okay, I want to, I want to, I want to get, I want to get a little, little bit. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. The one thing, the one sin that Jesus says is against a man. The only sin a man commits against himself is sexual immorality. Yep. So you are doing, it is scientifically proven that you do damage to these children, to your mind. You cannot get these images out of your mind. You create strong neural pathways and, and you're, you relive these things and they are creating, they are creating um, predators they're getting they're creating victims who then turn into predators who then perpetuate the entire thing guys this is hell itself that we are well, fighting how, against. how do you get predators this is that is that prey a lot of the people who right. are predators yeah. in right. our society that's what i mean are because that they've they been were, preyed upon they hey, yes. yes. how do we normalize it, it? We, and not only that they're they're making it efficient they're not normalizing it. they're just they're streamlining it do you want me to show this book on there or yeah. not yeah yeah this book uh, Yes, this is my belly button. This is my butt. This is my vulva. This is my elbow. Penis. My, my elbow? What is elbow doing in there? Penis and there nipples. Oh, my God. So this is pre-K to second grade, and they've got a naked boy sh so kids can learn what a penis is. Because now it's no longer mom and dad's job to teach their child, teach their little girl what a penis is. No, it's okay. They're going to learn it in kindergarten. It's Penguin House's job. It's a book's job. It's a it's a thick cardboard based book. This I is in the school libraries. This yes, this is being. Who approved these books? The teachers request them. Okay. Give Which us that process. So, so give us the process of how these books get into our schools. Okay. There, there, there's a couple different ways here, and I'm going to try to make this as simple as I can. Um, number one, how books get into your schools is through book fairs. Everybody knows book fairs come along. Mom and dad pick out books for kids, right? Kids buy the books. Forever, however much the money the school spends, they get an option normally. Most of them run this way where they get an option. Wait, where I hate to interrupt you, but it all started with Captain Underpants. I'm not even joking you. I, that's kind of serious, but like, yeah. 
That's sexualization. I get what you're saying. It yeah. crept in the same way as our, our rights get taken away But all this stuff has been belts. creeping in for years. Yeah. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Um, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, you lived through it. Thank God you're still fighting the way it but, needs to be fought. But what happens is, so they have these book fairs, and however many books are sold, the school has a choice. They can either get a cash rebate normally. They can say, okay, you sold X number of books. We're going to give you 200 bucks cash. Or we're going to give you $300 credit towards your next order from us, like through Scholastic, Penguin, whoever, right? Or we'll give you $500 worth of books free. So what do the school librarians do? Well, this is a published company that's doing books for kids, so we're going to take the free $500 worth of books. Nobody's reading the books. They get them in. Put a sticker on them, shove them on the shelf. Congratulations. So this goes back. So real quick. So this goes back to the same thing that I'm trying to say about how we don't have a real Democrat problem or leftist problem in our state. It's the people who have the responsibility to be our, our guardians, our gatekeepers, our sentinels who are allowing the floodgates to be open and all of this mess to come in because they are they don't they're feckless. They're they they're feckless. The, but the other uh, asleep. Yeah, they're asleep at the wheel. Another another way that happens is the National Library Association who, by the way, every year does a big LGBTQ thing once or twice a year, and they send out their books, and they raise money to send out free books to schools across the state and across the nation. Anyway, they make this big master list of here's recommended books. They give it down to the states. The states take this big master list, and they cut it down, new books coming out, and some books that should already be in the library. And the state rec gives this recommended list to all the school librarians, right? And the school librarians... They look at this list and they look at what they have on hand and they say, okay, we don't have this book. I'll add this one. I'll add this one. I'll add this one. All these new books coming out. I'll pick this one, this one, this one, uh, however many copies I need. And when they go and when they go to put it up, they, they go before the, the, it goes in with the budget and most school districts are dealing with, I mean, when you're talking to school district of, of just, you know, six, 700 kids, you're dealing with a multi-million dollar, uh, uh, you know, budget you you start getting into up to these you know 30,000 kids school districts some of these big monster school districts you're talking $100,000 budget you think they're really looking at a line item for 60 grand so you no. know what you know what have been a great way of stopping this senator bratton's amendment to make this illegal mm -hmm. to for these people to have it but remember holly rader holly rader decided that she didn't want they were insincere, so we couldn't put that amendment on. A sexual assault bill of rights. Sexual assault bill of rights, but it couldn't have an amendment that would make that um, Get illegal. sexualized books inside right, of school right. illegal. Yeah. And, and I also understand, too, like the whole thing about literary value and all that other stuff, but I also know that it's, it's, it's something that it ha would have to go to the courts. And at least this would put some type of blockade that, that the, right. the librarian would say, Maybe I should check these books. Yeah. Or the school board would say, maybe I should check these books. But because I could get a misdemeanor. I could get arrested. I could get a record for doing this. But Holly Rader and all of those yeah. all Holly Rader and all of those senators, all of those rhino senators, Tony Luke Kamayer, Justin Brown, Bean, um, um, Huff, Caleb Rowden, of course, <laughs> right? All of you people who stood up and grand stood in that in that press conference to say while while a sexual assault victim was giving their testimony to say that our conservative caucus is insincere because they want to put that amendment on a bill. 
You guys are jokes. You got no. You guys are you guys are pedophiles. Hey, hey, sympath- hey, hey, listen. Pedophile I'm going to call out my own senator. Yeah, you should. We just Car- called out Car- ours. Oh, Carla Esslinger. Listen, she she was a she was a super. She put the one of the absolute toughest transgender policies in the state of Missouri into her school when she was a superintendent. So I was like, all right, you know, she's probably pretty tough, pretty conservative. And then she's the one that sent out this week survey that said, are you teaching CRT in schools? Knowing that's not the way to say it. Knowing that nobody is teaching a class called CRT. Playing games. She was, it it was nothing more than a shell game and Democrats have been beating us over the head with it saying, oh no, CRT isn't taught in schools. No, the heck it isn't. The tenets of it are. The, the, the theory behind it absolutely is being shoved down our school's throats. It's happening. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Same, oh. same way. So, and this is the same game, the language game, mm-hmm. that they played with Kauroff. Yep. Right. Remember how Tony Luke Kamire took him through the questioning? Yep. Oh, you're not for uh, health passport or, or track and trace mandates, are you? No, it's never been about mandates, but this health policy yeah. will become a mandatory thing once it's adopted, you snake. Yeah. God, that's what they do. That's why we have to know the language. That's why we have to be involved. That's why we are, thank God for people like you who are standing up and, and telling the truth and devoting their time to this, yeah. right? Like, parents, we have to get engaged. If you don't understand what's happening, if you don't think this is going to get worse, if you don't get up off the couch and do something, prioritize your life and prioritize your life around your children, it's going to get worse and they're going to be the ones that suffer for it. You know, Josh, you said earlier about, um, you know, we don't have a Democrat problem. Well, we do in a way because the leftists are the ones who are picking out these books. These books are being trickled down to a red state like ours but we're, as you were saying, we're asleep at the wheel. And Why are we the, asleep at the wheel on this? Well, and it, what it, like I said, what it goes back to is seriously, when you think about how much effort, it takes a lot of effort to go through and look at these books. Correct. Well, God damn it, it that's their job. Right, right. That is Protect their our job. children. Protect our children. Yeah. And, and not only that, it's a legislator's right, job. It does take a long time, but that's why they have that job. Yeah, it should be, and they should be invested in it. And it drives me absolutely nuts. And I understand it. I do. I get it. When you've got this big hundred hundred million dollar budget, do you really care what this seventy five thousand dollars that you're spending for books in a, in a high school? It's one line off of a hundred million dollar budget. No school board member is actually sitting there and going through and looking, saying no. I want to know what we're putting in our libraries. So, I so want it, to it's know. Not, it's not just money, but it's also we don't want to be sexist, bigoted, homophobic. Right. Fill in the uh, they're they're the chicken, chicken shit. Well, right, they're chicken shit. Right? Listen, they they're don't chicken. want to stand up and right. fight the fight right. that needs to be fight. fought. Real quick, I want to make this point, though. Yeah. So what he just said is we do not have the school board members, the school board members, hear all that candidates that we're about to put all of our votes and our willpower behind you, the school board school board members who don't take the time to look at that lined item to see what it is that's going in there. You better make sure when you get elected, because we have done some real work as citizens here to get you in office, that you look at these line items and you pay attention to what matters. Do not be snowballed. Find out what's in there. You've got to find out what's in your budget. You know, I, I it, it drives me absolutely nuts. You know it, that why in the world are we allowing this to happen? And nobody's willing to stand up and fight and say no. And right. then, like to his point, absolutely, we're going to get called names. There's been two. There have been two lawsuits. Sticks and stones. There man. have been two lawsuits in the state of Missouri so far 
both federal, because two school districts, North Kansas City, removed books. They got sued by the ACLU. They backed off. Yep. Winsville School District got sued by the ACLU. They backed off. Which, by the way, that lawsuit's still going because they haven't put all the books back on the shelf. And I'm going to get into the rest of those pornography books a little bit later. But, but if you think it's upsetting now, if you think you're upset now, folks, just just buckle up because we still got a little bit of time, and I got some more stuff to yeah, talk about. So keep rolling. Sorry, I don't. Yeah. I, I just yeah. cannot. Yeah, it, I know it hurts your head. So, it hurts my heart, man. I mean, it hurts my heart. It hurts my my the soul of our nation. These children. I mean. Kindergartners, they're talking about gender identity and sexual orientation to kindergarten first and second graders. They are trying to convince these little kids what gender they belong to. They're robbing them of their childhood and destroying their future. They're robbing them of their innocence. Yeah, yeah, yes. We didn't bring the alphabet book, but I love that as I started through it because we got to K. Yes. K is for kindness. K is for kindness. Mm-hmm. Well, now, isn't that sweet? Isn't that a wonderful thing? Go on through. And then we get to S. Now, guess what S is? Sex. Mm-hmm. S is for sex. S wow. Is if, for sex. If, if you can't hear my mom, I'll, I'll repeat some of what K she said. K is say. for kindness, right? K is for kindness. And, and S then is for is, sex. What do you think T is for? T for is for transgender. So this is an ABC book. This is an ABC book. For teaching the ABC for, for kindergartners. Pre-K. Dr. Seuss. I just S, went high pitched. Did you hear that? S was Sammy Sippin' Okay, soda there's pop. a video. Um, I don't know, know if T you guys. T is t- ten tired tuttles on a tuttle tuttle tree. Right. But it, now it's it's sex and transgender. Yeah, Sorry, now it's sex. Ahead. Oh, we're gonna get we're gonna go even further. One of the videos that that uh, w- when my mother and I are doing a lot of these talks, and I, and I've done it before. She's done it by herself before. And one of the things we like to show is this wonderful little video that we have that is by Muppet Babies, right? Muppets, you know, you know the oh, little the little yes. Muppet the Disney, babies, the yes. Disney owned Muppets now. Yeah, 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 the Muppet Babies, the Disney and this one, and this was when the Muppet Babies, when Gonzo was upset and afraid to go to the ball, and then this beautiful Gonzarella showed up to the ball. And Gonzo did Waka waka waka. So they took pre-K Muppet babies and made Gonzo a transgender. Gonzo used to be my favorite. He's now training. Used to be my favorite character. Him and Animal. My favorite characters. We're we're, we're turning Gonzo. Yes, Miss Piggy and Kermit loved him anyway. No matter how he was. And they loved him for who he was no matter what. This is war. This, 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 is this is this is insanity. Yeah, these are these are pre-K cartoons, right? Right. On TV. And, right. And, and if you think that if you think the indoctrination is going on with with sexual orientation or, or gender identity, listen, it's happened with CRT too. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So we're pivoting just so everybody can keep track. I don't, like so that was all about the sexualization and the sexual confusion of our children. Now we're moving into CRT, DIE, and SEL, correct? Yep. And I'm going to try to keep it a little bit, this one a little bit short because I want to talk about the porn books a lot. I know we get, we're going to run a little. That's that's the stuff that gets I, people I, to piss I, the I, most I, pissed I off. Want, I want to try not to run long on time. All right. Now, CRT. Again, this woke 
progressive Democrat up from in when running for a House District 1. CRT isn't taught in K through 12. When they say CRT, that's a cue to ask them why they want to defund schools. Every politician railing against CRT is using it as a cover to take your taxes and funnel them to private hands. <laughs> if they attack CRT, they are a grifter. It's a scam. A grifter. Oh, Dude, yeah. Who is writing her post? Broad. Who is writing this girl's post? Uh, she's awesome. She's not writing them. That's no, for sure. No, of course not. Okay, so when she says that, that, that CRT is not in school, okay. Hey, like I said, you know. I bring proof. I'm from the show me state. You know, I, I like evidence. Right on. So I got this good friend of mine and uh, her daughter's in a college in Missouri. I'm not going to try to get too specific. Don't want to get her in trouble. She's finishing up her degree in early childhood education. Okay. Here's one of the interesting things that she has to go through right now. Required class, college level, senior level, to become an elementary educator. Critical race pedagogy. Okay, now if you don't understand what pedagogy is, I'll try to break it down for you. Pedagogy is how you teach someone. So it's not what you teach, but it's how you teach. And they are learning how to teach based on critical race theory. And if you don't believe me, here's another picture from one of her books where they should be focusing on whiteness and critical race theory as the lens for reviewing their experiences while working with children. Yeah. So this is for elementary teachers to learn how to Forgive me. I don't. No, no, no. I, I just I remember the book you read earlier that made me go through the roof. You got that. You're going to bring oh, that oh, one yeah, in this yeah, conversation. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and then here's another wonderful one from the same class. Color blindness is the new racism. So I remember it was the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that said he prayed for a colorblind society. Mm, I don't recall him saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I he didn't there. say anything about n the yeah. content of people's character no, and, and no, not no, being no. judged by the color of his skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's racist. Yeah, yeah because it's that racist. Martin Luther King is racist. That's Sam. You know? Did you know that? Yeah. So Sam, why didn't you tell me that? Sam. According according to the new according his to the show's new gonna fail. according to the new <laughs> left, Dr. Martin Luther King apparently is racist because we're supposed to judge people by the color of their skin, wow. and we're supposed to not have a colorblind society because it's racist. And oh, by the way, we now are training educators for elementary to look at everything through the lens of critical race theory. I've got it in oh. black and white. Oh. Are you serious? We're supposed to be. No, we're not supposed to. But, you know, according to this obvious, well-qualified former teacher, critical race theory is not in K-12 through schools. Oh, okay. Um, riddle me this one. Another board book. By the way, this is in multiple school districts in the state of Missouri. I've got proof of it. We've got pictures. Kindergarten through second grade. Kindergarten through second grade. The name of the book is Our Skin. Let me turn over here to this page. Okay. Along, imagine little kids sitting around. Your little kids These sitting beautiful around. little children sitting around, around in a rug, on a rug yeah. sitting Indian down, sky, looking up to the their teacher, teacher yep. right? The person that you're trusting while you're at work trying to make things happen. To right? educate your children. To educate Pay your tax children. Dollars so paying tax dollars. Paying tax dollars. And this is what they're telling them. 
A long time ago, way before you were born, a group of white people made up the, an idea called race. They sorted people by skin color and said that white people were better, smarter, prettier, and they deserve more than anybody else. Can you believe this? Can I you believe this? You said that before the show started, and I'm going to ask you again because I don't think you were telling me the truth. This was in the fiction section, right? No, 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 no. No. This nonfiction, is, huh? Yeah, nonfiction. This is this is what we're this is what we're teaching what our kids. This is what this your is story fi- time for our this children. This is story time for the five year olds in your schools are learning that white people made up racism because they think they're better than everybody else. So obviously if you're white, you're a racist. Were there now, white not people, only that were there though, white not, people in Egypt? I, I not only not only the the whole thing about white people are racist but imagine a little uh, a brown kid or a black kid or any right. any a, right. a mixed child sitting down next to their white friend right and then now all of a sudden the seed is planted that right you don't think i'm pretty you think you're pretty to me you automatically think you you are they's instigating Divis- divisive tactics they're trying to destroy yes. our mental framework and then destroy our community divide and conquer divide and conquer as, as my mom said for what, the next generation yeah as my mom said one of one of the uh one of the talks we gave we we both met i, I remember hearing the same story from the lady that this really nice lady that we were talking about you know why she was homeschooling her kids her kids were in public school and she wasn't really okay public school was not for her kids she moved her kid to a private school because she could and um, one day her little son comes home and he said mommy does daddy own you god almighty she's black and her husband's white mommy does and she said obviously your first question was where did you hear that and her reply and the little child's reply was well we were in school and they said white people own black people so understand that who the victim is here, that broken child, mm-hmm. that precious little child that didn't know anything was wrong because there is nothing wrong. Now thinks mom is owned right. by dad because mom's black and dad's white. I and can only assume that home. the house is full of love right. between the mother oh, and the oh, father yeah. right. and the child. Because yeah. she they doesn't get it. They go to school it. and learn hate. Yeah. So, so mom God. took the kid out of the private school Thank God. with her job. Thank you. And she is homeschooled. Thank yeah. God. So mom's homeschooling so her Yeah, ours. I never would let mine in to begin with because we, I, w- I didn't want kids to teach my kids we took about our, sexuality. We took our kid let out. alone the students. So we're teaching racism the in teachers. school. We we th- there yeah. there is actual racism. Being Systemic th- racism in being, schools. Oh oh here here's a this this was just by the way this was in one of our school oh, districts. This was this was in one of our school districts, and if you think, okay, well, where are they sticking this racism at? You're obviously blowing it out of proportion. Well, here's a math quiz that was done about Maya Angelou, right? So, um, they, you know, civil rights activists. All right, so Maya Angelou. So you had to figure out the math equations to solve the sentence. Okay. Question number three. There's the mathematical formula. Here's the sentence. 
Angelou was sexually abused by her mother's blank at age eight, which shaped her career choices and motivation in for writing. And the choices were brother, uh, father, or boyfriend. Wait, can you read Wait, that you said this was math? Did I miss something? Yeah, this is in math. This is a word problem in math where you solve the math problem to get the correct word. Can you read that with one of them in there? Okay, yeah, sure. So the correct answer, Angelou was sexually abused by her mother's boyfriend at age eight, which shaped her career choices and motivation for writing. Math. And give the, the, the mathematical question. Oh, the mathematical was um, X or Y equals X plus two, three X plus six Y equals 12. So the kid had to do the mathematical formula. This is a middle school. I think it was a seventh or eighth grade middle school, you know, beginning to learn algebra, right? And so they had to solve for X and solve for Y to figure out the problem. And the correct answer was the boyfriend sexually. These and people are perverted. I mean, that... What? Had to work, she had to work oh. hard to get this. Thing. Absolutely. That is oh, insane. Oh, no, no, no. Here, Here's the next one. Um... Question number five. Trying to support her son as a single mother, she worked as a pimp, prostitute, and blank. The correct answer was nightclub dancer. Duh. For math. For math. Math, guys. So so we're putting... And that was in a Missouri school. This was in a Missouri school. Missouri middle school. Middle school. They now I called up the school and they did an investigation and they said the teachers shouldn't have used that and she didn't have permission and they wrote a big nice letter and sent out to all the parents and apologized. Wait, and she she didn't get fired? No. No. Uh, Suspended? Suspended. No. Reprimanded? No. 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 no, because it was it was on their approved place that they could go to get math quizzes and problems for their kids so take your kids out of public schools immediately yeah yeah get them out let's let's start school systems let's start schools i'm literally guys i'm i'm not joking i'm in the middle of uh working with some amazing parents uh and and we're going to start schools we're going to start school system not just a school we're going to start a school system and we're going to we're going to make a new way we can do it we build bridges all the time we build skyscrapers we went to the moon i think Uh, tell me how we're going to hold these people accountable though for the actions that they have, I mean, well, they've they've already messed up okay. a lot of kids' minds, right? But yeah, that's this, true. I don't know yet. I don't know. God's got to help it. us do something. Yeah, this th- is for sale. right, right. So, yeah. so okay. So this is they're they're buying the, they're buying right. access right. to a they're buying access to a bunch of different possible stuff that people can use. And the teacher went out there and found this and said, "Oh, we're we're doing." But we're so, doing math in Black Heritage Month, so I'm going to pick a math quiz that fits what my kids are learning about Maya Angelou, a famous black writer. Just happens to do with rape and all this other good just stuff. Just happens to do with, you know, rape and being a pimp and a prostitute. And yeah, it's okay. Think it's good for it. the kids. It's a threefer. I mean, she's got math. It's a threefer. She's got black she's got history. Math, black history. history and, um, oh, health. And health. 
Right. Rape. Yeah. So so let me I'm, I'm going to reiterate this. So, so it puts it in a frame. OK, so what the point is, is when you ask somebody or if you ask a school or like Esslinger put out that stupid survey saying, do you teach critical race theory? No, we don't teach that specific word. They teach the principles. So what they do is in the Missouri standards, the educational standards, they create a framework that allows the teachers to go and do what they want in a curriculum. This Maya Angelou, Maya Angelou crap, because it was also in like Jersey or Pennsylvania or something like that. It's been used multiple times. These teachers go out and they find this curriculum and then they use this curriculum. And then if you get, if they get caught, the, the administration covers for them with a nice letter. Yeah, nothing and, happens. And, and, and I'm not to be picky with you, but I'm going to be a little picky with you. All right. It's not curriculum. See, this is the Missouri Learning Standards. Actually, this is about a third of Missouri Learning Standards. Plans. Yeah, the third of Missouri Learning Standards printed front and back, right? So nowhere in here will you find um, social justice. Nowhere in here will you find um, oppressor or oppressed. Nowhere in here will you find race-based education. Nowhere in here will you find a lot of this stuff. It's not, it doesn't exist in the Missouri learning standards, which our curriculum are supposed to be based off of. The curriculum is just a shell saying, okay, you're, this is the minimum things you're supposed to learn in math. Now the teachers do the lesson plans themselves. Right now, those aren't visible to parents mm -hmm. because they're not required to be visible okay. to parents. And they are getting junk like this Maya Angelou stuff off of the line, sticking it in their class. Parents don't know administration doesn't know and unless it happens to get home to somebody that actually cares nobody okay. ever hears about so it. then so then so a, from, if what i'm understanding is then a solution is accountability for the lesson plans in other words transparency for all lesson plans there has to be some legislation or something uh like house bill 2008 already passed out of house committee waiting to go to the house floor house bill 2008 HB two zero zero eight. You guys, you guys are being a little too kind than, than what I would do. What I would do, <laughs> let me tell you what I would do. I would I would go find these people. And We're not I advocating would, for this. Just to put that out there. I I, I can I finish? Yes, can, you can. can. I'm yeah, just saying. I, I just know where you're going because I'm already there. I would take them and I would. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. Keep I told it you. I told you no, we can't talk about it. All right, and let me ask. That, that's something that's, that's let me really ask strange you. is that you cannot talk about what. You, you, it, it, makes, it, it makes too. you it makes you so furious and that's why I, that's when i was doing this i was every time i talk about this i, I seriously get upset about this myself mm -hmm. and, and i reading some of this material some of these books i've actually gotten physically ill before because it is so disgusting I, and i'm trying to think of it as my 12 or 13 year old daughter reading some of this garbage in the libraries and i just get infuriated and incensed and just some of the stuff that they're pushing in schools but listen it's happening it is happening oh here's from a nea sponsored small group for instruction this is one of the training they did for teachers you'll love this one um prioritize your african-american students meeting with you first and more often. Then prioritize your English language learners meeting with you second and more often. Then group the rest of the students after you've already prioritized your African American and English learning lady, English learning language learning students. 
So this is actually telling teachers to prioritize African-Americans first, then your English language learners, which would typically be people of color second, and then... Mm. Everybody else. That's the NEA. Yeah, right? yeah. This was from the NEA. That's the when, NEA. And so, so real quick on that. So the NEA is teaching people to prioritize prioritize children yeah. based on race by race by race, not on anything else. That's a civil Prior- rights violation civil, of 1964. Yes, you're absolutely yes, right. You're right. And so the NEA. If you got a text message, okay, if you just recently got a text message that said vote for this candidate or these candidates because they are NEA supported, please understand that we that is a have, signal that you do not vote for those people. We will put that on that. On our site yes. of all of the NEA uh, endorsed candidates endorsed. on April 5th, this Tuesday, to not vote for because they are endorsing so they can yep. enforce this. And they're spending a lot garbage. of money for these text campaigns, too. But but, right. but if you are educated, and please tell your friends, don't right. assume that anybody else knows. Make this viral. Make the message viral, right? If they have been NEA endorsed, they are the enemy. Right. Okay, here's another one. Here's from NEA Today, and this is from their 2020 National Leadership Summit. Kicks off today in Las Vegas, bringing together educators from across the country who are interested in becoming activist leaders. In Vegas. In Vegas. <laughs> so the NEA brought Hookers teachers. Hookers and blow, man. Yeah. Hookers and blow. Yeah. NEA and brought teachers to Vegas to teach them how to be activist leaders. I don't know. Maybe you could teach kids how to, instead of teaching teachers to be activists, you could teach them maybe how to get better scores on English, or math, Science. Science, read. 9.2%. Reading. Science. Writing. Writing. Arithmetic. Uh, yeah. Uh, fact ba- fact uh, based history. Yeah. Go, oh my god! Well, I heard there was someone in Florida, a teacher that took him to a strip club. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yes, she did. Wow. Yep. yep I'm not. Yep. I'm not saying that's a good thing, by the way. No. I, I, my... <laughs> I, 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 no, I think it was to teach them business, wasn't it? Wasn't it a business yeah. class? Yeah. yeah. A business class at um. A, a, hey, look, you can degrade yourself. <laughs> and have a was successful business, business, or was it bitness? Bitness. Yeah, it's a big it, difference. It is. It is. Oh God! I okay. Just yeah, it is. Why a, are we that, even? He, he is right. Business and business, like two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, They're gonna put that to the curriculum. Yeah. Oh, it's we're called gonna, business. Yeah, business. We're, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. Here's the national teach-in. Here's national teach-in from last year, where they have Professor Kimberly Crenshaw um, on what's behind the attacks on CRT. She's the lady who came up with intersectionality, how to look at people not just by lens of race, but by sexual orientation gender identity um physical disability yeah physical disability age all kinds of different categories (laughs) so she came up with this theory so she was one of their main professors one of their main panelists but on their breakout sessions i like this one doing dei on campus using a crt lens oh that's from them so and explaining what dei is okay now what is DEI again? I'm, I'm, I'm Diversity, to get too, equity, and oh, okay, inclusion. Diversity, sorry. equity, inclusion. I'm, I'm trying to. That's to get exactly too, what we have in Liberty. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, yeah. they actually have. Um, they actually have teacher or, or people across the state that are teaching DEI. They have DEI supervisors that are paying huge money. Oh, I can't yeah. remember which school district was. One of them. 
I'm one to think it was Lee. I think it was no. I think it was Lee Summit that hired their DEI directors making like eighty grand a year when the average teacher in the state of Missouri is making fifty two thousand. Well, it's not. It's not just that, but then also the 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 training that they have that they come in and then they train all of the teachers. Oh yeah, and they train and all the, the rest of them, and that's and, around seventy five thousand dollars in Liberty right now. Okay, and I and I need. Well, they have it in park. They they they've completely turned around the words diversity and inclusion. But I'm gonna I'm gonna focus in on one word, folks. Equity. Listen, if you hear the word equity in your school district, you hear the word equity from anybody talking about education, you should run. Yeah. Not walk, but run. You should grab your children, take them, and take off. And let me explain why. Equality, you know, the thing that our civil rights movement was based off of. Equality means everybody has an equal starting point, right? Everybody starts from a level playing field. You do your best, and where you end up is where you end up based on equality of opportunity. Equality of opportunity. Everybody's got that same starting point. So if you're underprivileged kid, okay, we'll help you out. We'll 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 help you at least get to that equal starting point. What equity does is equity is equal outcome. Now, here's the problem with equal outcome. If you have an average student, right, average intelligence student who does their absolute best, right, and you compare them to somebody who has a gifted IQ, you know, the people that we want like as our future engineers, building rockets, scientists, right, you want that genius level IQ, right, you cannot make that average kid equal to that gifted kid or that genius kid. You can't make them equal unless you dumb down the gifted kid. You have to bring the gifted kid down. Now, let me go one step further. You have the kid that has just below average intelligence. Nothing wrong with it. We need people in manufacturing, menial labor jobs. We need them, right? The, the economy's proven it. And we need people that, okay, they're not super smart, and that's nothing against them, but they only have a, a bil- certain ability. Now we have to bring everybody else down to their max potential. Mm-hmm. Is that making sense? Oh, yeah. So when they say equity in schools, they're talking about taking everybody and bringing the average down. Yep. To that. Standards it's social, are it's never socialism rise. in education. It's, it's always brought it's educational down. socialism. It is. Yeah. It's socialism. Yeah, they're getting rid of gifted programs across the state. There are the school districts. Wentzville's already gotten canceled some gifted programs. Rockwood's canceled gifted programs. <laughs> Kansas City's canceled. I think North Kansas City canceled some gifted programs. They're already doing it. They're getting rid because they can't have equity if the smart kids keep mm-hmm. getting smarter. Mm-hmm. We got to dumb them down, right? And that, that's and a that's dumb population. It, yeah, dumb population is easy pur- to control. Yes, it's is all purposeful. If you don't yeah. understand the sinister objection objective of this, these elitists—they're not teaching their kids this trash. They're sheltering them from all of this trash yep. because they want them to have that upper hand. What? I, this is the most incredible thing, and I know it sounds wild that it's the most incredible thing that I just realized, but I just realized the other day talking to my kids because I was teaching them about the difference in, in subjectivity and objectivity and so on. And I said, I said, uh, I was talking to Israel. I said, do you know the only difference between one person and the other? And he said, what? I said, information. 
That's the only thing that can elevate somebody over another person is information. That's it. Yeah. Like, like, and that's what they're trying to suppress. 9.2% science. 9.2% science. So, so the things that are going on, and this is what's so foul. They, they, stand, they stand and they put the, the, these communities in, in front, right? Or they say that they stand for these communities and so on. The way to get people out of poverty, abject poverty, is to educate them. That is the way to get people out. Look at Ben Carson, right? His mom came from a polygamy uh, situation. She was a, a, a illiterate um, mother, raised two boys. She prayed and asked the Lord, what should I do? And she, he said, make them read. And she faked um, um, book reports because she couldn't read. They are literally rocket scientists and brain surgeons. But they don't want our children to come out of these situations. They don't want your children to come out of poverty. They don't want your children to excel. They don't want your children to be free. They want you in bondage, and this is the way they do it. And if you cannot get this across to your mind and know that I have to make a move, I have to make a decision, I have to make sacrifices in my life in order to make this work. And I know not a lot of people can homeschool their children. I know that. But there's something you can do. You, I don't know what it is yet, but you can figure it out. If you get engaged, if you work, if you look into this, Getting if you get engaged, fed up. That's the answer. If you get fed up and you get engaged, we are a community. We can come together. We can do this together. I'm telling you, we can do this together. While I was sitting here doing this and I was talking about making a school, I got a message from a wonderful woman who said, if you, if you form a school, I'll teach social studies for free. Okay. And it, let me go with that one real quick. You know what? One of the things that have been really successful and a lot of people started doing during the pandemic, even before pandemic, they, they, what they do is they will bring people together and they will do these group schools, right? Mm -hmm. They'll bring them up and they'll say, okay, hey, you're good in English. You're good in science. I'm good in history. I, well, what depending upon whatever the parents' backgrounds are. And the parents come together and they form a collective and they teach their kids together. Yep. And then they, and the amazing thing, the most amazing thing is when you look at some of the smartest people out there, a lot of them come from not public school backgrounds, right. but they're coming from private school, parochial schools, yeah. or home schools. Yeah. Those kids are the ones that are excelling. Yeah. Why? Because our public schools are falling further behind. Why? Oh, yes, more proof. This is from the NEA. This is what they approved last year. Their new business item 39 that they adopted. And it is all about uh, share and publicize through existing channels information readily available on critical race theory. Providing already a creative, in-depth study and critique empire on white supremacy, anti-blackness, anti-indignity, racism, patriarchy, capitalism. Well, you don't want capitalism. Oh, no, no. God, God forbid we excel and, and grow and drive. any attempts to ban the 1619 Project, which is an absolute joke. Right. That is a work a of fiction. Unlike that book. It's a travesty. That is an act of it's a travesty. Work of and also in the NEA, they recommend that the teachers join Black Lives Matter at school in the Zen Education Project, which, a by Marxist, the way, Zen, who is a devout Marxist who wants to teach everything through Marxist ideology. This is from their NEA. This is what they passed. Folks, our teachers' unions are telling their teachers. To teach this junk, to right. teach racism. 
And I'm telling you, again, the people that are running for the school board on April 5th that have been do- have been endorsed by this group. Make sure this perpetuates. Do not vote for them. Correct. Correct. And those of you, and this is, a, I mean, a friendly feet to the fire. You get into these school boards with the promises of protecting our children and doing what's right. We are going to be watching. Please make us proud because we will be the greatest support mechanism you have ever uh, been around. But if you guys don't do your job, we're calling you to the carpet. We're going to because be this is our children. Be strong when you're on be the board. strong. Be fighters. Stay we motivated on why fighters. you got involved. If anybody tells you to be a moderate, please kick them in their teeth. Yeah. We do not want moderates. This is war that they've waged on us. We, we're defending ourselves. We're not attacking. We're defending everything that we hold dear. I was talking to a guy running for the school board just the other day, and I was saying, this first year, if you get on, it's probably going to be hell for you for a little bit. Yeah. But you are holding standing guard while the reinforcements come Correct. next year and the year after Correct. and the year after. Because we're going to take over these school boards, and it starts this year, so this kind of garbage goes away. Correct. All of you that are running, God bless you. You are doing God's work, truly, because we're fighting against hell, hell itself. Sorry, Andy. And, and, no, no, no. And, and, and some people say, well, I'm not hearing about this in my school district, or my school district doesn't have these problems. Well, here's one of the reasons why. This is from um, the literally literacy speech coordinator who's since been fired from Rockwood School District where she tells teachers to make a copy of your lesson plan that does not contain anything that parents would find upsetting and publish that only. She literally said, lie to parents. She got fired for it because after enough public pressure. Yeah. But she was literally telling teachers, make false lesson plans to send home with your kids so that way mom and dad don't find out and don't get upset not only know their true intent this is what this is what we're actually fighting these people are radicals it's not just the school system it is the teachers inside the school systems we need a way to not only um bring transparency right but also hold these people accountable when they do these things are outlandish and i'm I'm telling you even then our school system sucks look what we're we're talking about doing we're talking about stopping the the sexual confusion we're talking about stopping um uh the 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 division based on race segregation segregation we're talking about this we're not even talking about the science and the math scores and the reading scores right so we solve these problems guess what guys now then we have to build up a good education i'm telling you we do need to take our schools back we also need to make a new way we need to make a new way because we can do it right we can do it as a family as a community and we can give our kids the best there is to offer because it will be people who love them and care about them doing so We've now got more people that are saying that uh, they'll sign up to teach for free, by the way. See, this is what I'm saying. We, Beautiful. Th- I'm telling you, there's people out there that want to do this. There's people out here who have a desire to do this. If we, if we come together, united we stand, if we come together for things like this, we can take back our entire country through a parallel society. Go ahead. And here's the other thing. And, and what I want to say, I don't want to finish up the little CRT stuff with, with, with two things. And, and that's SEL and trauma-informed education. SEL, social-emotional learning. The premise behind social-emotional learning, when it, the, the premise behind it was outstanding. They're gonna take a look at kids who have social or emotional problems. 
And they're going to say, okay, we're going to help you in those areas so that you can be on that equal starting field, right? That whole equality thing. We're going to get you up on that equal starting field with everybody else if you're having social or emotional problems, right? To me, I would I loved it. I thought it was great. On its but surface. what they and and then they came up with another one: trauma-informed education. Kids who've been through real trauma. We're going to take a look at is that affecting their schoolwork, how it might be affecting their education, and what we need to do to bring them up. So again, we have that equal starting field. Makes sense. Wonderful. Now what they've done is now they are trying to bring in counselors through social-emotional learning that are talking to kids about their gender uh. identity and their sexual orientation or how they feel because they're oppressed because they're black or they're a person of color. And and they so took offensive. and then they and then they God. took and then they took trauma informed and, and listen this is a big one for me and I'm gonna get a little personal here. My daughters came from a really bad place. I mean they did. They came from a drug home. When I got my youngest at two years old, she was addicted to meth. She had adult levels of methan addict levels of methamphetamines in her system. She ranked on like she was 0.72 percentile on her growth scale. I mean, she we went through about eight months of with she would have died. We had to went through about eight months of withdrawals with my youngest. My middle daughter was being groomed to be a moneymaker for the family, and my oldest daughter was the punching bag and was physically just decimated. Old breaks, got beat up, got treated like just dirt. She was the punching bag. So when I first heard of trauma-informed education and they're going to look at the kid's background and they're going to see, okay, maybe they have And my daughters do, they're all in therapy. Well, my two oldest are. My youngest doesn't remember anything. And luckily she's doing the best. Well, she's doing pretty good. She's got some issues. But both of my daughters, they, they do have some baggage because of what they went through the first half of their life. How can I not? So instead of my school, who's supposed to be a trauma-informed school, right? They're, they were on that pilot program. So instead of saying, okay, these kids that have actually went through this stuff, how can we help them deal with their emotions? And how can we help them so so they have a good place to start? Now, both of my daughters do really good in grades. Their, their grade point averages are really good. But they do have some problems. They do have some, some social and emotional problems because of the stuff they went through. But instead of these programs being there to help them, they've turned trauma-informed education into everybody who's a person of color is automatically traumatized because they're oppressed. And they took social-emotional learning, which should be to help children who have social and emotional problems. No, instead, we're teaching these kids how they should maybe explore their sexual identity or their sexual orientation, or maybe they need to to look at why they are an oppressor because they're white. So you know, we got to feel guilty because you're white. So we overlook the real needs, and then we implant even more problems. They're taking yes. advantage of. They're taking advantage of it because they couldn't get anywhere. In, they couldn't get it in anywhere else because people were starting to wake up and saying, wait a minute, CRT, CRT-based stuff, bad. Oh, well, look, we've got social-emotional learning and trauma-informed education. We can just use those as our pathways to bring stuff in. So they're still bringing the same junk in. They're just using different names. Right. And now they're changing the names again. And, 
some of the teachers I have talked to are so upset because they can't teach. Right. Yeah. Some They're not teaching. Right. They want them to be social workers. Right. I was a social worker. Let me tell you, a teacher and a social worker are not the same thing. Right. A, a teacher and a social worker are not the same no, thing. No, we are not the same thing. Agreed. And so these these ladies that I <laughs> talked to, well, they're going to not let me talk to them anymore because they've quit teaching. Yeah, we have. We have, they can't teach. Right. We yeah. got teachers quitting. And, and listen, the last thing I'm going to go on, and I'm sorry, and, and this is going to cause even more problems. I'm sorry if I make more people upset about here, but I can't leave here without talking about it. I can't. And that's the pornography in our schools. Now, I talked about how the books got in there a little bit, right? I don't think you realize the books that are in these schools. The Bluest Eye. Oh, yeah, that's this is the one that's caused probably the most headache in the school. This is the one that's been challenged the most. And it says a novel by Toni Morrison, winner of the Nobel Prize. So if you, you read this... But if you read the book cover, The Bluest Eye, a novel by Toni Morrison, winner of the Nobel Prize. Well, hey, that means this book must have won the no No. No. Different book. And she who also gives a damn if you won the Nobel Prize. She also she also has a Pulitzer in writing, she not this book. She is a wonderful author in ninety nine percent of her stuff. That ain't one of them. This book, I got some problems with it. Okay, so what's wrong with this book? In this, you see the little tabs. All the tabs, all the tabs indicate places where there's pornography, pedophilia. There's at least ten tabs there. Oh, more than. In this book, there is an extended scene where a father rapes his 11-year-old daughter until she goes unconscious. In explicit detail. In detail. In this book, there is a scene where a pedophile talks about giving ice cream to the little girls while they spread their legs and he plays with them their nipples like erasers and plays between their legs because they're clean. That's why he likes little girls. All right, God Almighty! This is in your schools, folks. Yes, and this is this 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 for Park Hill, for sure. There is a hard copy, okay, in Park Hill, both of their schools or three, both three. I know for two, for for sure, the two different schools, hard copy in both of them. But it's in your schools, guys. Two, two, two. Yeah. two. Yeah. Too. And how how old are they that are reading these? Um, they they rate them for young adult, and young adult is down to thirteen, God. so they're putting them in middle schools. Why is this even in? Why is this even? I, there people are asleep at the wheel. Yeah, you have the perverts from okay. the up top who are bringing it down, and the librarians, the school boards, the schools themselves are not looking at it. No. Here here here's a problem you got, folks. Here's the problem. Whenever you start fighting this, well, this book's written by a person of color, therefore. We can't say anything bad about it. Yeah. Just like this person, this book's written by a person at LGBTQ. Even though it describes oral sex between a minor and adult, and then it describes oral and anal sex between consenting adults, graphically describing the sex act to include the orgasm. Hey, can I just can I just mention something? Uh, so. Russia's getting attacked by Ukraine right now. Just... Yay! <laughs>
<laughs> I was just saying, like, like, aren't there more pressing issues that right. we talk about? Right, right. Oh right. no, then our children's right. our children's innocence. Right. Oh no, let's tell me a more important thing than grooming my child by exposing them to oral sex multiple times. This book's got oral <laughs> sex between fourth graders. Rape and pedophilia. What? These type of things shouldn't even be in my mind. Fourth This book talks about oral sex between fourth graders. Oh, this one? Oh, yeah, this one's real wonderful. Where a girl has to worry about after she's raped by her drunk boyfriend how to clean the semen up off the carpet so her parents don't know. This one? Oh, yeah, another book about rape. Girl gets raped. This one, oh, we got sex and drugs. The name of the book is Crank. And this is what kills me. is I, I live in a little small school district down in south central Missouri, right? I'm from a small school district. We only got a thousand, little over 1,000 kids from K through 12. We're a small school district. I'm standing in a school board meeting because our library is kind of small. Not a lot of seats. So I was standing up behind the bookcase, and I looked down, and I saw three of these books. They're on the shelf. Waist high on me, which means any middle schooler can walk through there and grab a book. Oh, this one's a fun book. You can see all, all the tabs in this one. This one, a girl is father masturbates himself with her hand grooming her after her mother dies. A stepfather grooms her and then later in the book rapes her. You want to talk about in in in. in Inducing and, oh, trauma into these children for things they didn't even go through. Oh, and then and, and then at the end of the book, he he kills her and her boyfriend, and then his biological son shoots him, and it's all in graphic detail, like graphically, oh like my. blood, brain splatter, and all that stuff. I mean, it it's it, so this one's got like I mean, it's got the trifecta. It's got it's got sex. It's got incest. It's got rape. Murder. It's got. Murder. I mean, yeah. Hey, this is what isn't this what you want your twelve-year-old to read? Isn't this what you want your twelve-year-old to read? Your thirteen-year-old? Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good. This one? Huh. And I will find a picture that is not. Oh, oh, yeah. See, this book is a cartoon, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to show any of the tab pages. It's a cartoon. It's a graphic novel. You don't even have to read it. You don't have to read wait, wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. So, wait. Why can't we show... This, this is what bothers me, is, is that you, okay. you... We will likely get shut down if Here's, you show that Exactly. Imagery. If I show... If I read excerpts out of this book because they are sexually explicit and meet the Missouri State legal definition of pornography or child pornography, if I read those passages, you guys could get shut down. YouTube could say no. If I show the pictures that's in this graphic novel, now I'm showing child pornography. So you guys are going to get shut down. You can't read it on the radio. You can't do it on a podcast or risk getting shut down. You can't show it on television. But, you you, put it in. but your 12, 13, 14-year-old daughter, granddaughter, son, yeah, they can go check it out at school. I got one of these graphic novels. That's the one I got a phone call about. When all this first started happening, and I was seeing these parents get upset, I was like, okay, is there a list somewhere? And there wasn't a really good list of stuff that met Missouri State statute definition of porn, child porn, all that stuff. So I started putting together a list. 
And I put this really short list. It was like 12 books. I just threw it up on, on, on our Facebook, on my Facebook page, my group's Facebook page. And I got a phone call at one o'clock, or I got a uh, message at one o'clock in the morning. So I got a hold of the parent. I was asleep. Got, got a hold of the parent the next morning. What's going on? She said, well, I saw your list and I saw the books on there. And I went up to my son's room. We had just gone to sleep. And I opened his backpack and I found the graphic novel called Fun Home, which has explicit oral sex depictions in it, nudity, breast, vagina, penis, you know, I mean, explicit stuff, right? All pictures, pictures, right? It's a picture book, basically. You don't even have to read it. There's some words in there, but you don't have to read it. So this book, she found it in her son's backpack. How old was he? He was 14. And after she, and then she went and showed her husband. And then she said she spent the next two hours trying to talk her husband into putting his shotgun back in the closet because he was ready to go find a superintendent or a principal or or a librarian. He was so mad. He was absolutely livid. And this is in North, North Western Missouri. That's the, that's the worst part about it is, is that, is that, is it people in America they are uplifted whenever they share their feelings, but it's only one side of the aisle that right. is like, you know, like if I were to really share what I felt like doing to right now. The, or that father right. or any of us in the room, if we share what we feel. Oh, I'd be in jail. We, we would be, well, we would be in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. Conspiracy to commit because we'd be full of hate. We'd be full of violence. Oh yeah, we're full of hate and violence. And they would pull your kids out of your home and put them in protective custody Correct. because you know, you're threatening. Again, somebody. so it goes back. We're not we're not against Democrats. We are. We're against the leftists. Yeah, and well, anybody I, who I'm, adopts I'm against, that. I'm against pedophiles theory. and communists. Yeah. Listen, yeah. what what this comes down to? Were we all these, at one point? I think so. You know, I got all these books here that have all of this stuff in it. And and they're in our schools. And listen, that book that I was talking about, Lawn Boy, that or not Lawn Boy, but the Fun Home, the one that the lady found in her fourteen year old's backpack. By the way, it's in two elementary schools that I found in the God. state of Missouri. Two elementary schools. Elementary picture schools. books. Picture elementary books. schools. Picture yeah, what books. What books do kids go after in elementary school? They Don't go after pictures. Yes. Oh yes. yeah, the cartoon. Cartoons. Yes. Oh yeah, well, I'm gonna go read a comic book. Yeah. Oh hey, this is a comic book. Hey, there's a. There's a penis, and oh, look, there's some breasts, and oh, there's oral sex, graphically. So this is what Josh and I were talking about this once, not too long ago, that get the uh, get the left head spinning on this one. You want to have those books in there? All right, let's compromise. Let's compromise. Let's have those books in a school in the state of Missouri, but let's put it that there has to be a parental guidance, and it has to be checked out only if a parent goes up to the school and checks the book out with the kid, watch their heads spin. Right, because they they want it. They want access. And right. that's they where, want access. And yeah. that's where listen, Senator Brad. Now I, I I'm loving what he's doing. First of all, I love the first part of what he did with with the online pornography, trying to fight that absolutely, and the fact that he's going after these books in school too. And, and I love his legislation because I've talked. I've been talking with his aides a little bit, and he's trying to kind of clean up some of that language from the original law. So that right now, what what happened was, and, and let me explain to everybody real quick, please. Um, back whenever sex ed first started to be mandated, back in the, I believe it was the 80s, mid-80s, AIDS was coming around, early 80s, AIDS was going around. They said, okay, 
They said, hey, you, you, you got to teach sex ed. And teachers started saying, well, if I start teaching sex ed or, or absence and, and I talk about, you know, a penis, vagina, condom, whatever, sex, that I'm going to get in trouble. So every state made a carve out of how we can show a video or, or give a kid a book and not break the law. So if it's got educational value, if it's got literary value, theatrical value, they kind of made this little carve out that was really meant for sex ed. But what it did is it opened this hole that they could start shoving in. And the craziest thing is, out of all these books, I haven't found any of these books. I have a list of 25 books. I have not found a single one of them that has been in the library prior to 2004. Not one. So all this has been pushed into our schools since 2004. Crazy. What's changed? What's changed? Society's changed. We're now accepting everything that we used to not accept. And whatever your beliefs are about all this other stuff, we're accepting things that we didn't accept before. And now everything's becoming more societally acceptable. So it's more acceptable in schools. I'll give you a great... Because we're teaching it to little kids. Right. 2004, this is 2022. Right. Yeah. Culture was what it was. Andrew Breitbart that said it. Yeah. Politics are downstream from culture. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and what you can look at also is, and, and, and I, this this is another one that kills me. I don't know if anybody's looked at the 2020 census. I'm one of those geeks that I actually kind of look at this stuff, right? Because I want to know what's going on in America, because especially with youth. So when I started looking at the 2020 census, and I said, okay. And because I keep getting beat up because some of these books do have LGBTQ content. So okay, so how many people? How many people in the United States are are members of the LGBTQ community? Anybody? Oh, I know, to, I know, five percent. Five point six percent. Five point six percent, according to the twenty twenty census, are LGBTQ. How many people born after nineteen ninety eight are LGBTQ? Mm-hmm, like of that percentage, fifteen percent. Yeah. Yep. Almost fifteen percent. How many people? A good job, man. <laughs> How many kids between thirteen and seventeen identify as LGBTQ? I, I feel like I should come in with a number. Like I, I know I'm not going to win a car from this. If anything, I'm going to win tears. But I'm, I'm going to say like twenty percent. Really close. Twenty-three point four percent. God Almighty, y'all. Out of five percent, out of five percent of national. the entire three hundred thirty million people in America, yeah. Yeah. Um, so whatever that math is now, I'm going to do that math real quick so I can have a number back. But three hundred and thirty million, five percent of that, and then whatever twenty three percent of that number is, that's how many are the children. So what's going? So what, what's different? What's different is they are learning about sexual orientation. They are learning about gender identity, and they are identifying with the LGBTQ plus community more and more and more. And what? But it's so cool. But well, where, where, where is what they're, has? Yeah, they're they're making it, it cool. It's so cool. Where's yeah. the largest? I know a girl. I know TV a girl. A girl that's in my family. Um, she she gave a speech and um, at her eighth grade graduation and she said 
one thing this school has taught me is that even though my hair is straight, I'm not. Mm-hmm. What my school has taught me. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I get I get accused. <coughs> I'll go back to this one real quick. I get accused all the time of being I, I'm I get accused of being a racist, even though I have black sons. Um, but my two oldest children are biracial. But crazy thing. Uh, uh, apparently, I'm still a racist, and I get accused of being anti-LGBTQ. And my best friend in the world, I gave her away when she married her wife, even though I'm a Southern Baptist preacher. But I still didn't. I rectified that because this is my best friend. I she knows my feelings on it, but I still love her as a person, and I gave her away to marry her wife. I don't have a problem with the LGBTQ community. What I have a problem with is when the largest concentration of LGBTQ people in any place in the United States, Washington D.C. or the District of Columbia, has the highest percentage of LGBTQ by population than any state in the union. So what you're saying is it's it's not a fad. This isn't a this isn't a fad. This is this is actually something that is being this is brainwashing. This is engineering. Yes, this is this is social engineering. Yeah. Yes, mother. (laughs) I'm gonna give my opinion on this. My opinion is You can swing that around to her. (laughs) This is the old lady speaking now. (laughs) My opinion is that people that are truly homosexuals, they know it. They know it as they age, they grow into that knowledge. I don't believe that a true homosexual has to be persuaded to be a homosexual. Not at all. And this is where I have the problem Mm -hmm. with this gender stuff that's being taught in the schools. Thank you very much. <laughs> Excellent. And I absolutely agree with her. It is. If it's, why does somebody have to convince the kids to be, that they are LGBTQ plus? Three million four hundred fifty thousand children think they are LGBTQ yeah. in that age group. Right. Three million four hundred fifty thousand. Okay. And it's and an impressionable largest... youth. Yeah. That's yeah. why this is working. The age that they are yes. Where absolutely. are they? And it comes back to. They're not learning this on their own. So now if a kid acts like, okay, and I think we were talking before the show, that if a child, say a 12-year-old girl, doesn't act real feminine, right? She's not into frilly dresses. She's not into boys. She likes to play sports and she roughhouses. And she's into all kind of typical boy type stuff. Then... Now she's going to have somebody try to convince her that she is transgender. Yeah, just accept it. That's just who you are. We know it. We can tell. Just accept it. And then now the kid has all of these different questions and concerns mm-hmm. that they should have never had to begin with. No. Never. No. Never. And it, well, and then so also, so w- this is an engineered status, right? So it goes from this. Now what are they doing? Now they're pushing the ability and the right to give these children drugs to make this decision permanent. Mm-hmm. Yes, permanent. Senator Mike Moon, bless you. God bless you for fighting this fight, sir, for bringing this up, for actually saying no. If children cannot have a surgery in the state of Missouri prior to being 18 because they might feel like they are something else, they shouldn't be able to have the 
hormone suppressors either. Right. Absolutely. They can't turn around from this. They can't. They can, you can't. What does that do to their bodies? What's that do to their hormone system? Right. There's no studies because nobody knows. What they want to do is they want to destroy them long term. They want to destroy them as fast as possible. So if I take this child and tell this child there's something different that they're not, and then now they need to look that way. Joe Reagan said it amazingly. He was arguing this with, with somebody who was for giving children drugs, hormones, and hormone blockers. He said if they feel like, if they think they're this way, then that makes them this way why do they need drugs this is just the plot you just want to destroy these children because there's no coming back from that the right. transgender community has the highest level of suicide out of all of the different lgbtq and the and and this was crazy after they have surgery it goes up by 20 percent more yep because what they've done is they put their eggs in the basket that if I can just be who they've taught me I should be, once I get there, everything will be fine. All the torment, all the hell that I'm going through now, if I can just get this surgery, if I can just become what they say I'm supposed to become physically, I'll be fine. They put all their eggs in that basket. All these idiot people are the ones uh, um, pushing it and encouraging it. And then this happens to them and they have nothing left because they realize this was my last hope. I've done it. Nothing's changed. And, and they kill themselves. Them. And nobody's there to help. Right. Them. It's cruel. What love it's is absolutely love, cruel. Love, love, love is speaking the truth. The truth. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. So when you don't tell somebody, when you encourage somebody to go do something that is not going to be to their benefit because of society's model or whatever else, you don't love these people. You are selfish because you will not stand up and you will not say the truth and you will not encourage these people to find love or find wholeness outside of some physical dimension, right? Or some some societal acceptance. Okay, and let me go let me let me add one more thing on here and you'll love this one. All right, we're going to we're going to back up a little bit. In 1982, right? And I just happened to be looking at at that earlier. Um, in 1982 is when the American Psychology Association said gender identity disorder was going to be renamed to gender dysmorphia, identity dysmorphia. They created a new category. Now, what's dysmorphia? Yeah, and, I, and I'm going I'm to explain this. If you go back a decade, a little more than a decade, the American Psychiatric Association said, all right, sexual orientation disorder no longer exists. If you're gay, you're gay. That's what you choose to be. If you're gay, it no longer exists. They just removed it from the books, right? So sexual identity that or sexual orientation, they just removed it from the books. Now, go to what they did with gender identity. Gender identity, they didn't just remove it. They created a new category, dysmorphia, and said you can treat dysmorphia. Oh, and what is the treatment if you have gender identity dysmorphia is to physically change your gender and hormonally God change my. you. So they went, so instead of doing like they did with, if you're homosexual, they said, okay, they, you know, they said, all right, if you're homosexual, we're going to take that off. It's no longer a disorder. You are what you are. Rock on. Doesn't exist. But they took the gender identity and said, no, it's no longer a disorder. It's a dysmorphia. And we have to treat it. Wow. 
by changing your physical gender and pumping you full of hormones so that you will be more like the gender that you think you are. Right. Now, are there people that literally, that actually have gender identity issues? Absolutely. I'm not going to disagree or argue with that one minute. But if you look at the percentage of people across the United States, as those numbers have absolutely exploded why? Where are they learning it from? I'm going to go back to these nifty little books, these nifty little board books that they're showing kids in school, telling them that the doctor or their parents might be wrong and you might be a different gender than they told you you were. If they're telling kindergartners that and convincing them in kindergarten and first grade in these nifty little board books, then the kids are going to start believing it. It's going to get reinforced through this social-emotional junk they're pushing. They're going to have therapists in schools. They're going to have counselors and teachers convince them, it's okay, we can get you help. And oh, by the way, if your mom and dad doesn't want to know, which is what happened in Florida, they said, not a problem. We won't tell mom and dad. We're going to do it. We're going to call you a different name at school. We're going to get you the help you need at school. And mom and dad never need to know that you are changing your gender identity. And they are doing permanent psychological damage to those children. If you wonder why the highest suicide rate is among the transgender community, I mean, the military, I thought, had a bad suicide rate. We ain't got nothing on the Correct. transgender community. They have the absolute highest suicide rate. Why? Because they're being convinced of something that might or might not. And I propose that more than likely, it's not as true as people are trying to push it to. Agreed. Most of them change. Most of their minds change. They don't, they don't stay in that, that mindset. They grow up. And they grow out of it. And they realize, yes. oh. Maybe I'm not a girl. Maybe I'm not a boy. My son today was a velociraptor for half the day. Yeah. For half the day. He was walking around going, ah! all day long. If you give these kids this room, they will play in this room because they are imaginative. They're wonderful creatures. They, they love to be, they love to think and to explore and to learn. And the enemy has taken this and used it as a poison pill for these children. What I want the parents to know out there is, listen, there are people trying to fight against this. I am not saying that there are not kids who aren't LGBTQ+. I would never say that, but I'm saying that I believe there are a lot of kids who are really confused and they are being pushed by a system because that empowers educators and empowers school counselors to make them think they are, so now they are, it's now their kids. They have the involvement in life. Listen, this mom school, and mom right. and dad, you're out of the picture. These pornography books, these sexual books, this stuff that's going on about sexual identity and sexual orientation in school, this fight about race and racial and, and racial lines, and all of a sudden we got to judge people by the color of their skin. You know, this has been going on, and we've been asleep at the wheel. I have. I am at fault. Agreed. Me too. Every parent is at fault because we trusted the school system to do it. And I've already shown you the proof. These teacher unions are the biggest ones pushing it. And universities are pushing it and have been pushing it. And it's time for us to step up, stand up, say no. Don't allow it in your school district. When they say, hey, listen, 
I'm running for a school board in my district. I get on that school board, I guarantee you, when it comes time for curriculum approval, I'm going to want that curriculum ahead of time, and I want to know details, and I want to know what's being taught, because that's what school's for, is to learn. Good green. <laughs> we need to Not be in a much. live studio audience. He just would have got a standing ovation. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's Work absolutely that, true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's get us a, we need a studio with yeah. bleachers. <laughs> okay. Next is the bleacher upgrade. That's right. Um, so for the sake of time and, and and it's incredible how many people have stayed with us through this show. <sighs> Thank you. Absolutely, Andy. Thank I, you. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to apologize because I know I've really made some people really mad. Don't apologize. The truth but has I'm to not going to apologize light. because you know what? Parents, you need to be pissed off, upset, get your butts down on Tuesday and vote. Amen. Vote those woke folks out of office. Those people that call themselves conservative but are not saying, no, you can't mask my kids, kick them out. Yeah. Those people that are saying, okay, I want diversity, equity, and inclusion. Oh, you do not want equity in school. If you say you want DEI in school, you need to take a hike, Jack. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, Talking right at you, Scott Monsucks. Scott Monsucks. Not only, sir, are you weak and cowardly, you also signed up with communists. Right. You did a little nice show and dance, song and dance, when you objected and then bowed the knee and kissed the ring and voted in favor of adopting a contract with a Marxist company. A Marxist company, that's right. Scott um, Mon sucks. You said yeah. it's like success, but I yeah. think you suck. So it's yeah. Mon sucks. It's Mon for sucks. Us. Mon sucks. You have a uh, a name now. So uh, Park Hill, Park Hill uh, parents, uh, keep an eye on that guy. Uh, he is not your friend. Conservatives in your area, he is not your friend. He spoke out. Spoke out like, oh, I don't know about this company. Uh, Sophic, Sophic Solutions, either one. They're profound uh, Marxists and, and against a uh, capitalist society. Look they it say up. it. They're disgusting. They say that they Look are. And this guy voted, who's supposed to be the bastion of hope and right. uh, that on the board, right. right? Thank God we have, you know, uh, Tammy Thompson and Corey Terrell coming That's in right. there. Terrell, sorry. Um, Scott. We, you know, I had a feeling about you, buddy. Yeah. I had a feeling about you because you he loved to parade yourself around. You were, yeah, you were a smug, condescending prick from the beginning, and now you've shown your true colors. That's we right. know trees by their fruit. So, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, the uh, superintendent. superintendent. What's her name? What's it? Who ca- Coward. Coward. Cowherd. Right. Yeah. Right. So she's leaving in disgrace. Right. She should be hanging her head in shame as she should be. And um, the school board voted seven, seven zero. To let Sophic Solutions inside there. Yeah, right. no. The school board members need to go. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they need to yeah. go on. So when, Monsex, when you are up for a re-election, I suggest that you don't run because we're going to work very hard to make sure everybody knows your name and they they pronounce it the right way. Right. Um, and, and Bart Klein, you know. Uh, Bart Klein. Oh, yeah. I masking our kids. because I had low expectations. Right, right. You're a loser, too. too. Yeah. But he Bart doesn't Klein. get the sucks name. That's Monsucks. Right. That's Monsucks name because you're so excited about your success. That's right. You um, bow and kiss the ring. One thing. Okay. Um, no left turn into education. President hat off. Andy Wells hat on. Private citizen. I put together a list of people that are on the conservative tilt or Republican or um, religious. When I say religious, most of them are Christians. Um, but it, I got together with some other state leaders and no groups were involved, so we didn't violate any campaign. 
But we put together a pretty good sized list of people across the state, and I will be getting an updated list. It won't be to you. I'm sorry I didn't do it before I left, so it'll be, I've got tomorrow afternoon, I've got a rally in St. Louis, and then tomorrow night I'm going to be in Springfield at another event. So I will have it to you late Saturday night, but I am going to get an updated one for this show from yep. the website. We'll put it on the website. We'll put it on we'll Facebook. Facebook. We'll put it to the Telegram And I channel. am going to be sure I send it out across Facebook. Again, that last ditch. Listen, folks, take a look at the names on there, and we've got to get the alt left out. There are people that wanted to put our kids in masks that don't care if there's porn in school, that don't care if they're teaching your kids about gender identity or, or sexual they don't want to be bothered with it because, well, no, these school board members, and I get it. Where do most political careers start? A lot of political careers, they're either people at the end of their lifespan who have already retired and wanted something to do because they used to be something and or they want like to feel important. And they have political aspirations right. to be Or they have the political aspirations. Did you know there's a sitting U.S. congressman that his only claim to fame was being on a school board? Wow. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Who was that? Out of California. Uh, Weirdo. But you know he, he's actually uh, um, he's Nancy Pelosi's prodigy. Oh, of course. Uh, of so course. okay. So to wrap this up, because we've gone for two and a half hours, it looks like. Um, which I'm sorry. No, no, it's not. It's good. It's. I mean, this is all good content. This needed to be done. So I'm gonna go home and listen. This yeah, is I, I know. Actually, literally, yeah. So, so april 5th get out the vote we're going to put up andy has done really good work okay and please understand he could not get everybody in, in in the entire state as far as who should be on there and who shouldn't it was a massive task to undertake to get this list put together there's 516 school districts right. in the state of missouri right. there is no way i could have gotten right. candidates for right. all of them and listen some of them people might not approve of because sometimes i had to pick the best of the rest right. because you yeah. gotta if there's two school board seats you gotta fill two boards correct board seats right so i prefer somebody that kind of just sat back and really didn't kind of went with the flow okay i'll take him before the loudmouth who said no mask the kids right correct <laughs> so and then at the same time also do your own damn research do your own research. Go to your board of elections uh, on the website or go to your county um, election site and see who's running. And then ask around. I guarantee you someone in your community, in your personal network, knows. Do the work. It's very, very. It's a very little amount of mental effort to get the understanding of who you should vote for. But it's going to go a long it's way. It's going to go an incredibly long ways. Right. Fruits is going to. Right. We have to take our school boards back and we have to start a parallel society. They they want to groom. They're grooming our children for pedophilia. They want to destroy us as, from a community. There's proof. Proof. They're, they're, they want to destroy us and divide us as a community so we can't come together and make a difference. And then they want to take our children and destroy their minds and groom them for pedophilia so that they can perpetuate the most heinous sin on earth. Well. Got to vote, folks. Yes, we got to vote. vote. So thank you very much, Andy, for coming out here. Thank Glad you so to. much, um, Mary Lee. Yes, ma'am. And thank you so much, Mr. Brett O'Rear. Two Josh. Gender Studios. This guy over here, the magnificent Sam Johnson. Um, guys, this is truly a very important time. Please share this information. You don't have to share the show. Share the information. That's the yeah. whole reason we've done it. God bless you all. Take care. Forgotten Country. Thanks, everybody.